Oh dear. The hands off my no. mic. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. This is oh, how they were right fun. back we're to We're having it, boys. fun. Yeah. It's like we never left. All right. Well, let's here we go. Welcome back to Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage. Uh, love to say we're happy to be back, and it's not that we're not, but us being back means our little summer vacation is over. It means summer's basically over. I don't care what anyone says. When August ends, so does summer. But back here at Communal Creative Studio by Bose, and not 100% sure if we'd ever come back after taking that nice break, but this is episode 15, sponsored by our good friends at Beyond Insurance. So thank you, Matt and Andy Cassidy, for that. And we'll hear from Matt a little bit later on in the show. I'm Ted Emmett, joined as always by the usual suspects, starting with a man who believes Cheerios are donut seeds. Dustin Moore, how's it going? Oh man, if those were donut seeds, I'd be smashing Cheerios every morning. Okay, well they are. Okay, yeah. well I, I'm good. Uh, I'm a little tired tonight. I, I spent oh. the day in the pool on a nice September long weekend at my parents' house with the little one. Rough. But yeah, yeah rough life. Uh, but we're here at like 930 and got a troubled monk in front of me and I'm pretty happy. So uh, NFL fantasy football's firing up. I know you guys, not Kev, I guess, but everyone else is pretty into it. And uh, the Jays are on an absolute heater right now. So that fires me up a Hopefully lot. Hopefully they still are like a week and a half from now when this comes out. <laughs> and now the most down to earth guy we know or the closest down to the earth, Kevin Walsh. How's it going? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, you know, your comment about end of summer being end of August. School just started last week, kind of part way, and so tomorrow's like full on for two of my kids now. So um, last year we homeschooled the kids. So this year I, I really I'm starting to feel like a real dad. So uh, I, I'm actually pretty excited. I'm excited for you. You didn't seem like a real dad for a while. The three of us <laughs> talked about that a lot when you weren't around. So <laughs> and last but not least, if laughter is the best medicine, maybe this guy's face could finally cure COVID. Ryan Lund, how's it going? Thanks, Ted. Yeah, you can just call me the cure from now on. <laughs> yeah, uh, that yeah. was the nicest intro I've yeah. ever heard yeah. Ted say. That was really good. Good start to episode 15, but I mean, I said your face is laughable, but I shouldn't have pointed that out because I think you're happy with, with how it went anyways. Yeah, I mean, you're keeping, yeah, keep the compliments <laughs> coming, buddy. <laughs> hey, as long as people think I'm funny, right? That's all it's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, I don't think, <laughs> you know what, let's move on, guys. <laughs> Uh, just back to your first comment about summer being over. I don't think summer's over till the snow hits the ground. So we got another month left at least. So don't stop the party now. That's fair enough. Summer break is over. The black eyed peas yeah. did say, why, why? don't stop the party. <laughs> That's, I mean, <laughs> they, I, they might listen to this show and they might sue you for that, but we didn't scare her off after episode 14. Coworker Aaron is back kind of over on the couch. It's kind of weird, but. I don't know. Like, how are things way over there on the couch? No, I like it. I feel, I kind of feel like I'm at the live show that I missed. So this is very exciting for me. Yeah, and this might I'm be happy to that. be back. Yeah. I think they bought that couch like specifically for you, Aaron. So no, it's very comfortable. I, I'm feeling very accommodated. So this is great. Perfect. And lastly, we can't forget Ryan and Riley, who we owe a huge thank you to, as always, for once again, working their asses off for the four of us idiots, because we will start off by talking about the best summer ever bash at Bose. Our first ever live show, I think was a huge success. Thanks in large part to these two guys. Riley's there again, the whole night, just standing there filming whatever the hell we were doing on stage. And Ryan, he set everything up. He manned the audio all night and he played some baby making music on his guitar too, in the intermission. So thank you to you two guys for everything you did that night and for having us back again. So I think with that, let's talk about the live show. I know 
I don't even want to say kind of, like I strong-armed you guys into doing it. You're really apprehensive, but I promise you guys that it would be fun and it would go pretty well. And I, I don't know, how did it go? I hope I didn't lie to you guys. Yeah, from what I remember, it went, uh, <laughs> went, it went pretty well. Uh, some laughs laughs were shared, uh, beer was drank, and yeah, everyone I, everyone I talked to had a great time, so... Yeah, two thumbs up for me. Yeah, I'm with Lundy. I had a good, I had a good time that night. Um, the troubled teas were flowing pretty good, and thanks to our friends over at Troubled Monk for and Troubled Tea for sponsoring part of that night, um, along with Bose. So yeah, enjoyable. I, like you said, lots of laughs. I think the highlight of my night was when we found the guy wearing the same American <laughs> Eagle shirt as Lund, and and uh, got a good picture with them in the bathroom. So uh, <laughs> that was that was a good start to the night. And it was unrelated to the shirt thing, yeah, the bathroom picture. Totally. But yeah, just yeah. found them both in. <laughs> They're happily sharing that uh, shirt and going over who, who got it on sale and who didn't. But, <laughs> but hey, I, I like that shirt. Even though I threw it away in the crowd, I managed to get it back <laughs> later that night. That is, I'll tell you my one thing. We're trying to wrap it up and it's the end of the night. We've all been drinking. Things are going a bit off the rail. And Lund, this guy comes up, switches shirts. So Lund's just walking around. I see him walk around Bose with no shirt on and then just go in the kitchen. And I was like, okay, I guess I guess that's the end of the night for Lund. And he comes out and I think they gave you a Bose t-shirt. Yeah, I, I, like I didn't really plan ahead. I just, I got talked into throwing my shirt into the crowd and then I walked off who, stage. Who talked you into it? I think you might have talked me into it, Kev. No, I think it was yourself. <laughs> I, think, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone I talked agree. you into it. Yeah. So anyway, someone talked me into it and then I walked off stage and thought, oh shit, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> and then the waitress like, hey, hey man, do you need, do you need a shirt? <laughs> She's like, follow me. So I went to their secret stash in the back and got a bow shirt. And then I realized I like my flamingo shirt a little bit better and, and traded the girl I threw it to. So it was a win-win for everybody yeah. involved. If you missed it, first of all, thank you to everyone who came. Pretty amazing crowd. Like we said, kind of a shot in the dark to do this. And, and on a Saturday night in August, there's lots going on. We had lots of people there, but a huge thank you. You mentioned Trouble T, but also designed riders. Ben set up there. He, it was something he said, hey, do you want me to like set up and do a live tattoo that night? So I think it's three four hours almost he did like a full leg piece then he had a little bit of time at the end of the night so i i left with a little souvenir too but we, we won't talk about that too much well let's talk about it actually <laughs> so what what did you get ted uh i got pretty much the most badass tattoo you know i just googled like what kind of tattoo do women like the best and everything said get the words i want it that way right close <laughs> to your heart so that's what i got did ben look at you like you were crazy when you requested it no actually he was all for it I mean, I think we can agree, like, yeah, it's kind of a joke. I also think it's the most fitting tattoo I personally could probably ever get. I think right now it is. I'm just curious in like 10 years if it's still going to be well, as fitting. You know what? In 10 years, just come down to the basement and ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if I still like it yeah. or not. That, that tattoo is really bad for your lease agreement. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it voids the lease agreement, yeah. actually. It's as permanent as me living in your basement. Uh, well, speaking okay. of Ben, though, I think that's pretty cool. Like, I talked to a few people at Bose, Ryan Riley, Brennan, and I said, have you ever seen this before? Like, somebody getting a tattoo on stage at a bar, and everyone said no. So, you know, we got to be part of that. Pretty cool. I know his stuff leading up on his Instagram, he was just right jacked up and that fired me up for the show too. So <laughs> thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. And I think too, what was cool is he gave away two 
four hour sessions too for us to give away. So that's two like five hundred dollar prizes. And you know they did the giveaway earlier on a couple months ago. So they're really generous. That and let's say for people who can't see, like he did an amazing job mm-hmm. on this tattoo. Like he, it's his own handwriting. He just drew it right on my uh, massive peck. So I gave him a nice, strong, sturdy canvas for that. <laughs> but did it right there, and it looks like you know people ask, was that stenciled or what? So yeah, just ask me to take my shirt off and I'll show you. I think to your point of, did he think that was weird? Tattoo artists have had to see yeah. some yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy things on some crazy parts of the body. So yeah, this is probably like not even in the middle of the scale of, of crazy things he's probably had to tattoo. Well, maybe we'll, well, next time yeah, we we'll, do that, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll go a little bit further next time. <laughs> on your other pack, just to get, I don't want it that yeah. way. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah. NSYNC. Oh yeah. No, that's a, that's a second rate band. But anyways, we don't need to get into that right now. But yeah, it was fun. We talked about too, we had a, a game of Ted versus Walsh and it was, I almost feel bad how badly I beat you, but I needed it. We'll what talk about it a bit score? later. Like a hundred to one. Yeah, no, it was yeah. like seven, two. Yeah, yeah. I got murdered. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I think we stopped keeping track after they like were the fourth super question. weird. It turns out that boy band lyrics, not good. Not good well, at and all. And that was the basis behind the game is just, it's, they're mm-hmm. out there and I, like, I love it, but I listen to it and go, the hell did they just say like ain't got no manners because i eat with my fingers like that's iconic <laughs> and then you just boom you know five yeah. for five or whatever the hell yeah. the band was called well, that's why i'm did. single living in a basement with a backstreet boys tattoo on <laughs> yeah, my I'm not, I'm not too sad about losing <laughs> yeah, that one yeah. <laughs> but really again you know to wrap up the live show i think for you guys too i think what you three were the most nervous for at least dustin and walsh was we had bullskit comedy come out and lead us through kind of a warm-up and do some improv so huge thank you to them you know we'll actually probably talk about them a bit with Matt Cassidy as well because he's part of their board but you guys are a little nervous to do it but that was maybe maybe my favorite part of the night because it really just got us going and and by the time we started the show we're pretty loose and they did Mm -hmm. such an incredible job no I I can't remember their three names I remember Amy and what's the Jenna and Aaron and Aaron Aaron, so yeah like kudos to them to be able to do that all the time is insane like I remember doing that in drama I took a drama course in university and you know nerve-wracking but kind of fun and I think I was on trouble team maybe number four at that point (laughs) because I got a little loose and and was feeling it and we got to do the whose line is it anyway skit where Kevin made me do the splits in these jeans that I bought that night. I believe he was prompted by you to make him do the splits if I recall. Well, I mean, I wanted the girl to do the splits and then she (laughs) fired it back at me. So it didn't work out in my favor, but no, it was a ton of fun. I, yeah, I was pretty hesitant at the start, but, uh, was happy I did it at the end. Cause like you said, it just took the nerves off a little bit. But you know what? It was nice. At least with Bullskit too. At least there was one Aaron at our show. Yeah. Aaron, where the hell were you? Although I would have loved to have been there. I was at a family wedding that I had a beautiful time at. <laughs> and I apologize for not being able to make you guys the priority that weekend. Yeah. Even Sounds if that's where my like heart that was. Wedding sucked, but no. <laughs> quick, quick update on the, the handstand. Yeah. So Aaron, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I don't know why you'd listen to this one, but not the last one. But anyways, Aaron <laughs> took a bullet for me. So I didn't have to <laughs> once again. Yeah. Like go back, start over. Give your heads a shake. Yeah. Stop right now and listen, <laughs> listen to the previous one. <laughs> All right. And if you just went and listened to the previous one, welcome back to episode 15. But Aaron took a bullet for me and said she would take my spot on the last spin for learn a new skill or pay the bill. And I said, Aaron, if you do that, you're probably going to land on you. And it did. And she has to do a handstand for I think we said somewhere five between seconds. five to 30 seconds. I think five. <laughs> I think we said five. She can hold it for but, five. But uh, how's that going? You got, we're going to give you two weeks till we record the next episode and do a new spin. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. Um, I was very overconfident that night. 
having been able to do a headstand and really like practice that through the pandemic, I felt as though a handstand would not be much different. It is very different, much scarier, and I do not have the upper <laughs> body strength. So I have been working very hard and I feel pretty good that with two more weeks, I can hold it for a few seconds. So uh, it's got to be five, not a few, Aaron. Okay. Five. Okay. I will. I will. I'm All you gonna... need to do is hold it for five more seconds than you currently can. No, it's not that long. I, I, or four and a half. I can either hold it for five seconds, but I need help getting my leg. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> Two weeks. I'm going to crush it. Thank yeah, you. I, I believe in you. I can't wait for my uh, Nashville chicken sandwich. Yeah, I can't wait for my nice troubled sandwich. Yeah, you and, beer. you and Kevin just getting a free ride. And an update too, I did not learn to ride a unicycle and I did take you guys out to Bo's. So that is all paid up. So Yeah, and thank you for that. That was a yeah, was delicious. Great, great meal. It was. It was a nice. I think we were there to talk about that live show. So it all it all worked out. And, I think yeah, you got off easy. Weren't we all just drinking waters? I think everyone had a round of a round of beer. I had a couple yeah. pints. Yeah. yeah, 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 it was good. But I think I had two dinners, so that cost that's racked up the price a bit. <laughs> yeah, just a, just an average, <laughs> just a classic, just an average night out for old Teddy here. <laughs> Speaking of Bose, so as we wrap up talking about the live show, huge thank you again to Bose for for letting us do that. Pretty good weekend for them. They had a sold out show at the, the Friday night with the Dead South, and then follow up, we get to go like that's a great weekend. Yeah, quarter sold out show. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, live. Oh, and so we had the lights too. I thought it was pretty cool. We had all the lights still from the Dead South show. So I forgot that night to thank Billy for coming out and running the lights for a fucking Red Deer podcast live show, <laughs> spending his night doing that. So thank you to that, to Billy for that. And yeah, thank you again, everyone who came. Uh, we know lots of people couldn't. There's lots going on, but I, I was pretty impressed with the turnout. And again, thank you to you three guys for doing that because I know it was uh, kind of new for you. And I, I thought you guys honestly did an awesome job. I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, my big thing was just like, are we getting too big for our bridges? And and you know what? It ended up being a great night. And we had a lot of our friends there and a lot of people that we didn't know. Some people from the treasure hunt, which was awesome. So The flamingos. Yeah. yeah so all, all in. Yeah. What a fitting <laughs> flamingo is the theme of the yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. throw my shirt into the crowd. I was, I, thought, I was a little too big for my britches, but it's because I didn't work out all summer. So a little too big for everything. I would like to say, I think you guys underestimate the good that you are doing in the community and how much you're really engaging Red Deer with this. So with this podcast and with everything that you guys do outside of the podcast. So I, I'm not surprised at all that you get the community support that you rightfully deserve. So well, I'm really I, proud of you all. That's not even on the script I gave her. Yeah. <laughs> it just a, says, it just says, tell Lund to put his shoes away. That's the only thing on her piece of paper. Yeah, I'm glad you haven't said anything about that yet. Today, <laughs> I know, so. I'm, well, I'm team Lund. Speaking of glad, we're, we'll move on because long start to this one, but we've got a lot to catch up on because of that summer break. So that is what it is. On that note, though, we are going to move into the glad game. The glad game is brought to you by Louis Corvo of Warren Sinclair, LLP a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all of its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com. Oh, crushed it. Yeah. Do you use your break to get even better at those? Laying down on the couch. Practicing my reading. Don't worry about it. How would you like to meet local singles in your area? (laughs) (laughs) That's where that. That's where I know that. Voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I'd be charging you a lot more if I was the voice of yeah. that. A lot more than zero. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I guess I'll go first. I uh, I'm glad for all the all the downtown businesses and just the the atmosphere of downtown Red Deer uh, that they've really they've really attempted to kind of clean it up and make it more more attractive over the last few years. And uh, me and my girlfriend did check out that Meet the Street Festival this weekend. Uh, some really cool artists. Uh, they had a band down there. I haven't walked downtown in, in in a number of months and I just thought it was really, really cool. And it would be really nice if they can kind of keep that going for the entire summer next year. Uh, I know that's kind of an ongoing issue with the city, but I was I was pretty impressed with how, how nice everything looked uh, downtown. So I'll, uh, I'll be checking downtown out quite a bit more next year. And those those murals downtown are incredible. I know we we got to a sneak peek. We all, we're getting media invites too, which is crazy. <laughs> so we got a sneak peek of some of those and meet a couple of the artists. I know, Aaron. I think you did a little scooter tour of them too. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, similar to Lund, although my husband and I we've never spent any time downtown in the five years we've been in Red Deer, and we decided let's go on a scooter date and. It was not only were the murals beautiful, but we ended up, you know, downtown, had some drinks, had some food, live music, just on a, a random night. And it was it was really lovely and it felt like a real vacation at a time when we weren't able to take them. So, yeah, I'm really excited to keep exploring downtown Red Deer. Good one. That was going to be my one, but I, I got another one I can do. Okay, good. Okay, I'll go next so that nobody steals mine. Although I don't think Kevin will. And if Ted pumps his own tires, then well, that's weird. So I'll go a little soft today. Go a little soft. That's two but, ideas uh, gone. <laughs> I, I recently, I guess, as of last weekend, ran our first foundation event with the Black Falls Bulldogs. And it was a fashion show. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, you know, we had phenomenal businesses step up like Bra Bray sitting beside me here, Kev. And Ted offered MC. Obviously, he has a ton of experience MCing and DJ, like uh, kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to that stuff. With And a fashion icon. Yeah. And, you know, we were rocking the Bra Bray that night too, both me and you, and got a lot of compliments at yeah. the show. But, you know, ended up being a really good night, a really good fundraiser, a great opportunity to introduce to our team. And uh, Ted, I have had so many compliments compliments of the job he did that night and just so nice to have a good friend obviously you lead this podcast and steer the ship and and stuff but that night you kind of took it to the next level and then ended the night with uh right said fred i'm too sexy down the aisle dead sober i don't even think he had yeah. a drink so did you throw your shirt into the crowd no but yeah. i made dustin do it earlier and then i went back through on dustin comes on the mic puts me on the spot i'm like well i made him do it and he did a great job so how am i gonna one-up him because what like why not to so put on right said fred and just the music hit at the right time i I think I got like shot out of a freaking cannon the way I came out of those <laughs> curtains. Like it was, and I was wearing, like I said, I got a lot of compliments on that blue jacket that I got from Rob Ray, you know, and uh, thankfully I had the jacket because the shirt underneath was a little tight, but no one noticed. <laughs> and, uh, now, no, I was sucking in so hard that night. It was coming out my back. So, <laughs> but no, it was awesome. And I just say uh, for Dustin, you know, flip back on him. Can you imagine just getting told like the first thing in your brand new job, brand new foundation? Yeah, you got to run a fashion show for hockey players and I didn't know what I was walking into and it wasn't until really I stayed and helped you clean up I didn't realize how much you had to do and think of and set up so for you know a couple of guys who just wear v-necks and backwards hats to go out and <laughs> you know MC and plan a whole fashion show and I think it was awesome and a really unique event for a brand uh, not just a brand new hockey team but for a hockey team to kind of get the players out in the community so I'm going to flip your own glad game on you and I good like job it. I like it I was just going to say uh, Morsey showed me the video of your strut he came out of those curtains <laughs> <laughs> You're right, like shot out of a cannon, just strutting right yeah. off the start. And like, right, yeah, I was just like, oh, he's got it tonight. Yeah. He and tells me right after too, he's like, because I, 
you know, the comments in the crowd were, oh my God, you came out of that <laughs> curtains just flying. And he says to me, he goes, that's the benefit of being a radio DJ. You know, when that beat drops, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think just on like, just to add to my glad game, cause you know, we're tire pumping right now. Yeah. So why not? You know, I woke up like two weeks prior to the fashion show in an absolute panic. Like, oh my God, I don't have any lights. So I'm like searching all these fashion shows over in Europe to see if they have cool <laughs> lights. And, cause I really, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I'm like, oh God, I hope special event rentals or, or any of those type of shops still have lights available. And then I, oh, Ted, he's a wedding DJ. He's got like all kinds of lights. He's like, oh yeah, I'll bring my lights. So <laughs> free MC service to help raise more money for our foundation, brought lights, saved money for our foundation and didn't ask for a single thing. So great friend. The only thing Happy I asked for him. was to, for them to save me some meatballs from Bose and I, I didn't get it, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. I got to, I got to crush the runway, which is something I never thought I'd do in my whole life. So Dustin, I can just picture you doing all the whole bunch of research for this fashion show. Oh. Just a whole bunch of Victoria's Secret. Yeah. <laughs> Watching, uh, yeah, life those. sucked for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just really glad that both the school boards and Red Deer have kind of reinstated some masking policies for uh, the kids in schools. I I thought last week's announcement where you know masking came back in, except schools. I thought that was a little uh, frightening, to be honest, just because uh, kids under 12 can't get vaccinated. So I was, you know, just a concerned parent, and so yeah, I'm just glad that you know we have reasonable people on our school boards, and at least in my opinion, and they made these changes to just try and help keep everybody safe. So, well, this is uh, this is a little different as we tee up an interview because this is the first time we've recorded before we've done an interview. So here's our conversation with Matt Cassidy from Beyond Insurance. And uh, I, I hope we do a good job. Me too. Now, how do I want to start this? What do I say? Uh, I say, welcome Matt Cassidy. That is a good start. We're breaking the what, fourth wall, fifth wall a lot this episode but yeah we're here with matt cassidy one half of the ownership group from beyond insurance i know i guess your your wife is the better looking half that, yeah that too i was just saying, <laughs> just home tonight parenting and yeah being pregnant but uh we're glad you could be here welcome you are the first interview at the table at communal creative studio so it's a, a big honor yeah it is a big honor thanks for having me i'm uh I'm jacked up. It's going to be fun. So first off, thank you. We say it a lot, but thank you. We can say it personally to you and your wife. You were one of the first partners we had to it. You guys are huge, huge supporters of the podcast. So we really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Um, you guys are huge supporters of the community, which we're going to talk about later. But first, let's talk about obviously the burning question everyone wants to know is how how did you two get into insurance and really move into starting beyond going out on your own? Well, I mean, it's, it was basically an office romance and, <laughs> um, no, but, uh, we, we both were working for a locally owned agency. We had a mutual connection in Dave Musso, who he's a big community guy and, um, Andy's parents ran a music and live pro audio store and he was a musician. So he'd be in there all the time and he kind of recruited her to uh, work at his office. And I was already there. I refereed hockey with him and the other owner for the better part of a decade. And they kind of scooped me up when I was young. I was like about 21. So didn't really know what I was going to get into for work and school kind of wasn't really my jam. So anyway, fell into insurance. We went for lunch. I had no idea what I was really getting into. And then I guess it was about Eight years later, things kind of changed in the office and we had an opportunity, Andy and I ended up getting married and we had an opportunity to kind of branch out on our own and open up our own brokerage in the city, which uh, we did that in 2017. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind. We had a baby in 2017, we had a new business and we kind of just, you know, ripped the bandaid off on a little bit of that. So 
Yeah, yeah. So I say a lot of stuff done at once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're pretty much doing it again because now you have another baby on the way and you're moving office spaces at the same time. Right? That's right. Yeah, we figured it wasn't really fair. Like if, you know, this sibling didn't have some sort of turmoil in his life. So <laughs> yeah, good times. So where, where are you guys moving? Uh, we are moving over to the new Capstone area downtown, right on the river. It's going to be wicked. We're going to, it'll be a really good place for our staff and any clients who do visit us. I mean, insurance is, you know, getting to be more and more online and and uh, digital, but we do definitely have people that like to come see us in person. So um, it'll be really nice. We'll be right on the water and staff can go for a walk or ride a scooter to Troubled Monk or whatever they want to do. And like hopefully after 10 a.m. though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, at least after lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, after, okay, you're a bit of, you're a, bit of a hard ass. Yeah. I would have said 10 a.m. Yeah. To not break the law, but oh, yeah. <laughs> noon is fair. Yeah. yeah. When does it you're open? Dealing really? with people's livelihoods, I guess. That's, that's right. Fair. Uh, before we move on, I just want to do a shout out because you mentioned the other owner of the company you used to work for. And Curtis Nichols emailed me like eight months ago or what, maybe back in January and said, hey, really like the podcast. Great work. And I never <laughs> emailed him back to say thank you. So Curtis, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll another, make sure that gets yeah, back to him. Another <laughs> official too, which is yeah, keep strange company. We'll talk about that a, a bit too, but let's talk about insurance. Cause I, I did say, and I mean it like in talking to you and I switched over, I, I learned a lot about insurance and how it how it all works so for for you and Andy and everyone at beyond you guys keep growing too um, so maybe let's talk about that first because you every time I look it seems like you're announcing a, a new staff member which is pretty cool yeah we're really fortunate I mean it's um it's been a lot of hard work I think our industry is a financial service so luckily mostly untouched by the pandemic and we were really fortunate that we kind of had been building this momentum prior to covid and we were able to kind of maintain that. And yeah, the growth is awesome. I mean, Red Deer is such an entrepreneurial city and the surrounding area really um, appreciates, you know, kind of the small town feel of our office. Um, You know, we take a lot of pride in what we do. We try to hire people that are, you know, experts. Like, you know, we bring people in for the most part that have seven, nine, 10, 25 years experience. And we're able to, you know, do things a little bit differently with our office because it's locally owned. We, you know, we aren't having to follow these enormous sort of corporate structures that work on a global scale for a lot of our competitors. And and we're able to be a little bit more flexible or creative or, you know, whatever that environment sort of turns into from an employee standpoint. So that's been really cool. That's been the most, one of the most rewarding things for our office is providing maybe a roadmap that didn't exist prior um, or figuring out a succession strategy that's unique and and a little bit more... um, built around the way we want to build our business versus just sort of being, you know, an RSP matching program or something like that, that you get with sort of bigger outfits. So that's been really cool. We've attracted some awesome people and now we've run out of room. So I think I've got three people in my office right now. We occupy a thousand square feet right downtown. (laughs) And I think we've got eight of us in there. So it's like you have less than a hundred square feet per person. So we're ready to go and it's going to be exciting. What's kind of surprised me is when I switched over probably about six months ago, I think now it was, and was with the same company forever. Like when I lived in Calgary, thought I was getting a pretty good rate and I was, but I thought, okay, you know, I've lived in Red Deer for five years. I might as well support some friends, support local. And you guys were actually able to get me an even better rate. So is is that again, like kind of being a smaller business, you can kind of go after different, uh, like, I don't even know how the process works. I just say, hey, 
insure my car and then you guys tell me, okay, you owe us money and that's right. it. So how does that process work and how is it a, a little different for sure. a, a smaller company like Beyond? Yeah, it's it's unique. I think um, thanks for supporting us, first of all. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to see how this interview goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not this just is an my, interview. This is an interview. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I think we're really fortunate. When we, when we opened our business, um, we partnered with a group called the Excel Insurance Group and um, they are a group of, I guess we're up to 15 locally owned, independently owned offices that have sort of pooled their resources in a way and um, allow us a lot of buying power in the marketplace, um, you know, with the insurance carriers. And so with that, I think for home and auto insurance right now, we have like 12 different markets that when someone phones us, we actually, we represent the client and then we also represent the insurance company. And we try to marry those two up in terms of like, what's the best fit? And it's cool to see how when you get that much of a market and you have experts at the table, how many successes you can have because you've got someone who's got, you know, a decade of experience in insurance talking to someone who hasn't looked at it for a decade. And you've also <laughs> got, you know, 10 of the major carriers in the country and we can, we can do a lot of good work that way and surprise people. And sometimes it's a fresh set of eyes, but sometimes it's something that's been neglected too. And, and there's an opportunity there. And, and, you know, it isn't always about price. Sometimes we bring things up on a business insurance level that they haven't brought up before, or the current broker hasn't addressed certain areas of coverage that are maybe new or emerging. And that's a really, f that's the fun part of my day is to kind of figure out, you know, where do we want to take our company? We work with lots of cool local businesses. We've got really great support, you know, from personal individuals. And I think that it's, it's been an interesting experience to see kind of who supports us and where do we, where do we find success as a group with our customers? And, and that's the fun part of being in business, I think too. So, yeah. Matt, you, you mentioned business insurance. What other types of insurance do you guys offer? We offer uh, basically every type of business insurance with the exception of like group benefits or life and health. So we do a full audit um, and a lot of people sometimes shy away from the word audit. And it's like, it's not like I'm going in and looking at your you know account, right? <laughs> dirty, dirty the, secrets. <laughs> like when we visit a business, we really visit the business and we'll go up and tour the shop or talk to the owner and hear their story and try to present that to an insurance company. And along the way, that audit sort of happens on its own. And when we do that, it's a really, really successful way for us to address any areas of coverage, whether it's general liability or property exposures, which are really common, or we talk about professional exposures or directors and officers if it's a larger company. And, and we start to talk about things that sometimes get left. And it's a really fun experience for me. I get fired up when I'm in a client meeting. You know, they're like, walking me through their journey as a, as a business owner. And, and that's something that is exciting to us as, as entrepreneurs too. So it's, right. yeah, we, we can address a lot of different things. We, um, like I mentioned with the market access, there's not much that comes across my desk that we can't handle, you know, and that's a, that's a fun way to be set up. So let me, let me ask you this. What, what is the weirdest thing somebody has asked you to, to ensure? Um, that's a really good question. I, I mean, lots of like sports memorabilia, and and stuff, you know what? I'm not really a car guy. So like you get the odd car guy who like spends a hundred grand on like mm -hmm. something and you're like, oh my gosh, like that blows my mind every time. Yeah. But I can appreciate like it's fun, but it's it's like, yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, collections are neat, artwork. Um, How do you insure artwork? Like, do you have to get it appraised? Yeah, so some of that stuff is definitely like an appraisal-based system, um, like coin collections or, you know, I've had like fur coats where they bring in like an appraisal and it's like a mink coat and, yeah. and that's kind of interesting. You know, we've had huge like ring schedules, like a couple hundred grand you know, on, on jewelry. And it's like, whoa, I think I lived in like a duplex at the time. I'm like, that is worth more than my house, you know? So <laughs> has anyone asked you to insure a body part before? No. And I just, you know, I have to refer that because that's like a life <laughs> and disability question like, anyway. Like hands, like I think hands, like whether you, yeah. you know, doctor, surgeon, anything like that. So what if, if we take all of Lund's art that he got mm -hmm. for like $10 each from Yisk yeah. and appraise it, would you insure it? Yeah, that'd be a waste of his money, but <laughs> <laughs> we could get her done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The good news is, is that kind of stuff is already covered. So I, yeah. you know, I'm not going to charge you for that. It's... What about the art I painted myself? That's probably worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Once you sell one, let me yeah. know. You should okay. insure your yeah. hands. Yeah. 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 That's right. the very first. Oh, I don't paint with my hands, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You All need right. another guy in oh, here to, yeah, to quote, good... quote that out. So talking about insurance still, if someone, anyone who's listening just wants to, out of curiosity, say, hey, can I save money with you guys? You know, I know for me, I sent you my stuff and you got back to me and said, here's what we can do. Is it is that a, a no obligation service that you guys will offer to pretty much anyone? Yeah, it's huge. It's no obligation. We don't charge for our time in that way. There's no like fee for a quote. And I think the biggest thing that I would say as a, as a takeaway is for us right now, our competitors really are like, if I think five years from now, it's going to be like Google insurance.ca, mm -hmm. Amazon insurance.ca. And so as an independent brokerage, how do we differentiate ourselves and how do we start doing that right now? Like for me, hiring really good staff, who are going to make that process easy or explain mm -hmm. something to you that's never been explained so that you actually get value for your dollar is so much more valuable, you know, and then, and then there are, we're doing things right now that are helping that customer experience. So we're about to launch, you know, a client portal so people can access their documents online, get pink cards downloaded directly to their like Apple or Android wallet. Like we understand that we have to be able to compete and offer something that, you know, five years from now is some 19 year old kid going to call us for car insurance or will they just buy it on Google? Like, I, you know what I mean? That I don't know the answer, but I imagine that, you know, unless we're offering something that's going to provide value, that's a pretty tough curve to bend for sure. So to answer your question, we don't charge for quotes. You're going to get connected to somebody that has a lot of experience with what they do. And at the end of the day, they're going to provide you with a recommendation or an audit or something that you can take back that's hopefully going to add value. And you know what? There's lots of times we don't sell the policy. We loop back later in the year or we, you know, we're honest that way. It's not about commission dollars at the end of the day. It's it's about building a good business. And I think that we take a lot of energy to do that well. So I won't make you do the shameless plug, so I'll do it. Like, really, if you're listening to this and you're not using Beyond Insurance, send them an email, give them a call. Like what's the worst that can happen? And I really do like the the personability, if that's a word, or for you guys or any small business too, is like you can't really afford to F around or F people around too, right? You know it's not going to happen because it's a, a word of mouth too. And like you mentioned with the Google, that type of stuff, I think this is one industry where it's really important to have a, a very personable relationship. Yeah, I, I think I appreciate that. I think when we opened the business, it, it was interesting. I had a few experiences leading up to that. But one of them was I had a friend who had a claim on like a Saturday morning and they text me and I, I you know, dealt with it. And I'm like, it's weird that 
like this guy would have a different experience than some other client just because they happen to have my cell number, you know. Are you yeah. telling me to lose your number? <laughs> yeah, I've lose, done lose that a couple it. times. You know, <laughs> and I think like we started the business with that sort of mentality and and we've learned who are who we connect with as a customer and and you know, we've had our growing pains and and it's great to be able to sit here now and look at, you know, we've built up the team and I know that when people call us now, we've got a great group of people and they're supported, you know, by me and and our and my wife's passion around the business is huge too. So, you know, we do care a lot about the people in the community and we are working hard to uh, kind of carve out a bit of a niche there. And I think it's it's working, so. Uh, Matt, you mentioned that like five years down the road, insurance may look a little bit different. I mean, such a big part of your job is looking forward and kind of predicting what people might need help with. Down the road or even right now, is pandemic insurance something that that is being asked about quite a bit? And is it something that insurance companies are are offering right now? It's absolutely not offered. There might be a few very special programs that would have had coverage for the pandemic. Um, I read an article that I think it was Wimbledon had paid, I forget, like $1.2 million a year for event cancellation insurance. And they did that for 30 years. Hmm. But then when the pandemic hit, I think they got paid out 245 million bucks. So, you know, that was great risk management by the people that run that tournament. And same thing you heard about it with the Olympics. You know, there was a threat if Tokyo didn't go, the event cancellation insurance would bankrupt part of the industry. And it's a huge thing. Um, I don't, know necessarily that there will be a product for it. Mm -hmm. There are some aggressive insurance companies out of the United States that are sort of lobbying or presenting a bit of a collaborative approach with government where the insurers would sort of manage a pandemic response plan, but it'd be funded in part by like actual governments because that's who basically insured this pandemic was the governments, right? right? Mm -hmm. So I think there might be something, but I I don't know if it'll be in my career, but. Okay. And on that note too, when we're talking about insurance during the pandemic, I know. You're giving me PTSD. I had to say (laughs) no to everybody and send it away and here's your decline letter, but. That's why I'm glad that all I do is tweet because I don't have to to deal with any of that stuff. But during the pandemic as well, there are, oppor- I guess, opportunities to to save some money. I know one thing is a lot of people downgraded their car insurance maybe to be a casual driver because they're working from home is that maybe I just gave away the only one. But are there other kind of tips too, like that you can maybe save some money on insurance during, because this pandemic right now might outlast this podcast. Yeah. You know, I think the thing that I've noticed the most is definitely we had some people like parking cars or changing commutes and, you know, pretty manual process. And, and there were some carriers that handled it better than others. Like there were some that were cutting checks directly to the customers, some of them that were automatically changing their rates. And then there were others that, you know, required the customers to be a little more hands-on, which of course, you know, some people were and some people weren't. And it was in the news a lot. I guess what I'm seeing more is maybe a trend where we can save money by looking at like the rate of inflation. And like an example would be like when I started selling insurance, I think house insurance was like 700 bucks a year with a $500 deductible. And now like you're close to two grand with a $1,000 deductible. And I, I kind of try to look at that holistically as a homeowner. And for example, what's worth a thousand bucks on your house? Like, why do you even have that? Let, you know, you're not going to phone me and we're going to put a $1,500 claim in, right? (laughs) Like you may as well bump up the deductible to $2,500 if you can and save some money year over year. And that inflationary stuff gets ignored like far too often. Like I still see people with vehicles with $250 deductibles and it's like, 
man, like you're driving a hundred thousand dollar truck and you got a two hundred and fifty dollar deductible. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like yeah, I got a crack in my windshield. Yeah. I want to get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's kind of about educating the customer because now things aren't as cheap as they were even fifteen years ago when I started and. It's interesting to talk to people or families or businesses and families are a really good example because it's like, what other decision do you guys like collectively spend seven or eight grand on every year that you don't like look at or talk (laughs) to somebody about? Like, do you take a $10,000 vacation without blinking? Like not a lot of people can do that. So insurance has kind of crept up there for a lot of families. And I think that's where we have an opportunity as brokers is to like survey the market and provide some expertise that they're not going to get from a cheapinsurance.com experience. So- I think we'd be doing you and your wife and beyond. Well, I guess that has a double entendre there, but you know, a disservice. We don't talk about all the things you do in the community. Um, the biggest one too is, you know, I recently joined the Bullskit Comedy Board that uh, we had our first meeting. You've been a part of now for a couple of years, and I got to say, you know, you can see where your the insurance guy in you, you know, kind of transferred over to that board because what you've done with it and the way you have it structured is is pretty incredible and. A, was really impressed with that. So what led you to, to be a part of that? Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, I mentioned it before and I think it it was really about opening our business in an in a area that's so entrepreneurial and we've had such huge support from community and it makes sense. Like you want to support the community and we take a lot of personal time, a lot of business time to kind of get involved in different things. Bullskit is a great example. I mean, this is like an arts Uh, improv group that has been around for 13 years. And I used to go to shows and drink in the back and eat popcorn. And like, you know, it was a fun night out and and it just kind of turned into something where they needed some help on the board. And it was a great learning experience for me because it was, it ended up that I kind of ran the board for a couple of years and it was a really good place to sort of learn how to be a really good volunteer. That in and of itself was a great, you know, give back to me. Like I got to help the organization and I got to also like hone some skills that I otherwise wouldn't have. And it served me well. Like we do take a lot of pride in our community involvement and yeah, we we're kind of everywhere, but we're everywhere in little bits and we're, you know, we're consistent with it. And it's, you're not going to see our office sponsor one event and hope to reap the rewards. Like we're heavily invested in, in the community. Yeah. Cause I mean, you get absolutely nothing out of sponsoring this podcast. I can tell you that from <laughs> well, this Well, I got a it, Coors right? banquet. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's Monday. Yeah. And, yeah. and you got, I did switch over. That's true. I mean, you did I, switch over. Maybe I was maybe unrelated, but we maybe. can call it related. But. Well, that's a, I better send Kurt a gift card or something. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it, you know, it, it is that type of stuff. It, you know, I know you decided to be a part of this podcast because we're trying to be community minded and because, you know, you're supporting four friends and you know, four fellow optimists. As well, you know, you're a big part of that Optimist Club. I think anyone listening who's ever been to a ladies gala that the Optimist Club puts on, especially recently, you know, Matt's a, a big part of that. And that that's a big undertaking too, because that is a, a huge night. It's a huge night. I, I'm sad that we're, ha- you know, we've had to postpone it. That's a huge night for a lot of people. I mean, the, the club, the Optimist Club have a great time putting it on. The ladies that go come back every year, some of them for 25 years, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that's a good time. And it's a cool fundraiser. Red Deer's got a lot of good fundraisers, but that one's unique. It's ladies only and there's dancing and music and a theme. And yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. And you have about 50 guys serving you? Yeah, the club does all the service and... Yeah. 
to what extent, like, you know, how good is the service? Oh, it's questionable, terrible. right? I've, like I've always been the most professional when I serve at that event and I hope to be able to do it for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> what event are you talking about here? <laughs> yeah. He must be part of the setup crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think it's, it's amazing. And the other thing I do want to talk about, because it was really cool. And, you know, this was my first ever like outdoor distance run that I ever did is you and Andy planned uh, brought the secret 3k to red deer and obviously then there's the pandemic couldn't happen but that was back that was probably like two weeks i think before it things was really shut down yeah i think it was like march 6th and then things were closed on the 18th like i think we closed our office on the 18th so it was pretty gnarly it was cool to get everybody out and red deer supported it and it was it was neat to look back on that and the optimus club supported it in different ways and yeah, and they sent us the wrong way i think i did a three <laughs> yeah, and a half k yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah uh you know the the team at like 360 fitness kind of led things and we had a whole bunch of other community organizations like put up tables and that was a cool event we like tripled the amount of money that red deer raised we tripled the attendance and then pandemics kind of hit but i've been thinking about that lately especially with everything going on in afghanistan it's like whoa that i'm glad we supported that when we could you know and it's pretty important and then you get to see that happen year over year and that's a really cool part of being in the community here for sure It came from uh, one of Andy's really good friends actually um, filmed a documentary called The Secret Marathon in Afghanistan where she went over to Afghanistan and it was the second uh, marathon ever where women were actually allowed to participate. So her and a team of filmmakers went over there. They filmed everything. Um, They ran with Martin Parnell, who's I think the world record holder for the most marathons ever run. Really, really cool. And so part of that coming home, you know, they wrote a book and they had the the documentary, but they also created this uh, really accessible three kilometer run walk fundraiser for the Canadian women for Canadian or Afghani women, basically. It's like, you know, a a liaison group, a charity that um, assists with all of those challenges that women have over there. And anyway, really, really great group to support. And we were fortunate enough to put our hands up the one year to kind of help organize the run and yeah, bring a little bit more uh, energy to it here in Red Deer. And it was a really big success. So it was cool really good thing to support. And then I think we also, a portion of it, the proceeds went back to the Girl Guides of Canada. So it's, you know, there's a local component and then there's an international component with that one event. So. And the local component was nice too, just with all the the businesses too and organizations that you brought in. And the run was kind of around downtown too, right? Which was also a bit of a a statement with you being a downtown business. Hey, like come and celebrate downtown. It was I don't know, like it was, it was dark out. It was nighttime in March, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I, I, it's, it's funny to see how quick things turn downtown. Like there's scooters down here, you know, the, the raw street patio being open year round, I think is huge for those businesses. And I know it impacts others, but you know, with parking, but I think the energy down here versus two years ago in March is significantly different. And that's cool to be a part of that. And there was a lot of negativity around downtown and it was cool to work with the DBA and say, let's bring something down here that's going to be positive and raise some money and, you know, let's just do it. So. Yeah, well, and hopefully I know last year the secret 3K still happened, but it was all virtual kind of by donation. So hopefully you can do it again. And when you do now that you're hearing Matt, you know exactly who you're who you're supporting, who's putting on the race. So hopefully you can join uh, Lund for that one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll I'll do, I'll do it. But it's going to be a secret, so you won't hear about it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His, <laughs> his route's me. a true yeah. secret. Do not ask me if I yeah. did. That's the rules. Uh, so now Dustin and Walsh couldn't be here tonight, but I know they would really want to ask about uh, this. Isn't a charity event, but this is an event. I think you really made your own in the first ever Waterbury Open on on your birthday. Now we don't have to get into any stories, but you you had a great time. I I want you to kind of walk me through your your day a bit because going to anything. I can, only, related on I can only walk you through it a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's good. Because doing anything Chubbs related on your birthday is is pretty dangerous. Y- yeah. I mean, it was a co- really, really fun event. I Since opening the business, I hadn't even played golf since 2017 or something at a stag. You know, I was just there for a good time and, and that's what I earned. So it, <laughs> it, it was awesome. I mean, uh, if there was a rookie of the year, I probably would have walked away with that. Yeah, for sure. cleaned up. It for was, sure. yeah. You know, I was surprised to win the closest to the like the long drive or whatever that was. And on that one hole, I'm like, man, I thought you had to be there to pick up your award. I'm lucky I didn't get disqualified. We gave you, we gave you the birthday the, pass. The pass, yeah. It was just, it was only, I think you only had to be there if you won the whole thing. Yes, very yeah. good. Yeah, man. We, was... we need to put the jacket on somewhere. Right, yeah. I was very surprised. laid it over me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was very surprised you won anything that day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a great time. I, I, I love what the Chubbs has kind of turned into. It's cool to sort of peripherally see that and then to be a part of an event and to see like the Chubbettes and just a group of guys buddies that kind of turned, you know, your regular golf trip into something more meaningful is really cool. So yeah, I was honored to go and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next event already yeah. for sure. So your professional opinion I'm, was 27 holes all in a row starting at 9am, the right or wrong choice. You know, I was, <laughs> t- <laughs> if we could have skipped lunch and the shot that Dustin bought me, yeah. I probably would have been golden. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of guys need, including yourself, n- needed to not skip lunch that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it didn't help me. I, but you know what, it probably strategically was like laid out for success. So I, I was back at Alberta Springs and I was, I wore a totally different outfit. I'm like, I hope <laughs> no one recognizes me here. Like, yeah. no, it's, I think the amazing thing from that day too is cause that was the first time it was beginning of June. So restrictions had just lifted and we're all kind of hanging out for the first time. So even the, the golf course said, we we're pretty surprised there was no like real incidents or anything. Like everyone was really good. And if the worst that happens, if you have a little bit too much fun too fast and yeah that's a pretty good day with what 32 guys yeah i think so too the best part i'll tell this story so like you know you kind of it gets away from you a bit and like i'm like 32 i'm a dad like you don't have well, days 32 or are 32? no i am like yeah 35 lun can say he's like 32 yeah, but i'm he's like 32 not. I, I wasn't like 32 that day i was like 22 yeah. that day and i just i you know the the engine wasn't really working but it's funny because you don't really have that party muscle ready to go and <laughs> like I text Andy on the back nine, like hole seven. I'm like, you're going to have to come get me. <laughs> and then I think like Dustin bought shots and we had more shots. And like when we got back to the clubhouse, I texted her, help me, you know? <laughs> and it's like, Send help now, exactly. Yeah. she's like 16 minutes away. Right. And there was just, it was a slippery slope for us, but yeah, it's always good when uh, the course guys come by, they're like, you need to call your ride. I'm like, oh, she's on her way. I'm good. Like, don't worry. Yeah, this so. is my first rodeo. I'm like 32, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that what you're going to say from now on? I'm yeah. like 32. I think right? so, yeah. 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 yeah, I could say that yeah. for the I'm next I'm like 32. Years. I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. No, we're glad you had fun that day. And 
I guess the only other thing now left to talk about, because I think there's some some cool stories there, is your life as an official. So obviously for me, and Dustin's not here, but working in hockey, you know, we, we know a lot of the same people. I know both sides of officiating. Obviously, yeah. when you're watching a game, they're public enemy number one. But I know behind the scenes, it's a tough gig. So, and you, I think you were in the WHL. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I did a few years there and... um which is, if anyone doesn't know, is really hard to do. It was awesome. Yeah. It was hard to get there. Yeah. I think, like, I, I'm I'm proud of it. I think, yeah, I got some great stories. Like the thing about officiating that people don't really realize is how much we're all hockey fans, and that's the funnest part. Like, you've got the best seat in the house. You got to stay out of the way, you know. But it's really cool to watch. Like, I, I started when I was young, and to kind of follow these same kids' career trajectory all the way through their entire like minor hockey to junior and senior career is really cool. Like, I remember one time being in. This was brutal. Like, I so when we like book our time off for the Western League, you like send your days. Like, oh, I'm I'm blocked off, you know. So I think it was like my third season. I'm like, I'm trying to be a little strategic because you want to be your home for the holidays. And I think the two years before that, I was in Saskatoon, like two days or something after Christmas. Right. And it's like, that's a bit of a grind. (laughs) So I like look at the schedule, try to like, you know, pick my spots of like when I'm available or not. And I knew like Red Deer had a game on the 27th and I'm like, perfect. If I kind of line this up, I'm going to end up in Red Deer on the 27th and I'll, you know, get to kind of extend my holiday break. No solo trip to swift current so it's like it's like the 27th it's like minus 30 i like rent a car i drive back through calgary through med hat i think i picked up a guy maybe in medicine hat but that's like that's you're basically there like so you know get there do the game and i remember one of the kids was from red deer and he played on swift and he skated by me kind of just after the anthem he's like the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, and it's fun, right? Like the players are good and yeah, lots of really good roadies with the guys. And it's very much a brotherhood. I'd recommend it to anybody. I mean, it's funny. I can trace back now my entire career to officiating, right? Like starting at the insurance office was because I worked for another guy who was an official. And I remember the day when Moose came in to talk to him, you know, and then I got a job offer a month later. And it's it's really cool to see like, okay, all those skills you develop as like a young person in hockey and, you know, you're 15 and you're getting sweared at or, you know, you're throwing <laughs> out an adult and it's like, then they're like community people and you like see them out and about and, <laughs> and, and, and now I'm like doing their insurance and it's, it's, it's a really cool kind of community, especially in central Alberta. And yeah, I'd recommend it to anybody. I, I got lots of cool stories and it's been, been all over Canada, you know, some international, well, not international, the U S doesn't really count, but you know, down oh, to the U S that's a and, different nation Yeah, that, by definition, that's international. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's cross border, Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> cross border work. And, um, so that was cool. Like it's, you know, I've been lots of different places and been on the ice with lots of like NHLers, like, and it's really neat to watch them now. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember when like Dreisaitl played for Kelowna and we were like in Lethbridge and he like held guys off, you know, with yeah. one arm and like, you know, Barzell was like so good. And then you yeah. kind of remember the guys that were nice to you too. And you're like, Hey, I remember like this guy was always good to me and like good dude. And you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It, it got to be more fun than when you go like to do a Bentley game. Right. And then it's like, you got Dustin Moore and you got like oh, yeah. Kevin Smith, who's like a absolute truck. And <laughs> like he blew by me once and like slammed into the boards, like kind of out of control. And I'm like five, nine and he is 
is an absolute unit. I'm like, man, if I didn't get out of the way, <laughs> like I would have broken ribs right now. Like some of those guys well, that, are. That happened to Dave. He came out for a yeah. wrestler's exhibition game. That's right. The first year they played and an unnamed player that not part of the podcast or anything, but accidentally hit him into the boards and he ended up cracking a rib. Yeah. And we felt terrible. We're like, well, maybe, maybe we'll give you two cases of beer instead of the one. <laughs> yeah. He gave you. I but, forgot that yeah. that happened. But so going back to the WHL, is there any coaches and uh, like, I already have a few in mind that just terrified you anytime you go like, or you knew man, he's going to yell at me and he's going to make me feel bad. The one of the worst was, um, it didn't have anything to do with us. But it was at a Western League sort of spring camp. Like it was kind of when I was trying to get hired by the Western League and you'd go down and you'd, you know, spend the weekend down there kind of getting evaluated. And there was a T, it was like a Canadian sort of midget or bantam tournament or something. And there was a team from Quebec and they were there for like the week, right? And the parents were bombed up in the stands. <laughs> and so this poor kid from Quebec right in front of the benches just gets his head taken off and he's like basically unconscious and the parents were absolutely losing it in the stands like trying to fight each other the coach for this team like we had the call and everything like it was it was so easy it's the, those are the easy ones right? right there's no gray area and this coach like pulls his team from the ice throws all the sticks on the ice like throws the pucks on the ice and and bails and then he tried to come back and you're not really allowed to come back and <laughs> you know it was it was it was gnarly i parents like i, I noticed it more like in the stands then like because my younger brother would play and i'd go watch and there you'd see the dad like at the far end of the rink like pacing the glass right and oh, yeah. it's like and they're it's like, like an adam division oh, five yeah. game right it's yeah. like it's like well it doesn't matter it's yeah. like whoa like that's someone's dad like you know that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's someone's hopefully, dad over there that's yeah, someone's dad not just some crazy exactly. and they don't behave any better on twitter i'll tell you that much, yeah, yeah no doubt you'd know all about it and they're behind the keyboard then right yeah. but yeah it's it's crazy i uh I don't know. I've seen some weird stuff. It's like people just come absolutely unglued and, you know, slam doors or like chase you down the hallway. My or, favorite is that every, every play you hear someone, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like yeah. If you're, if you're, you're in a rink and you don't hear that every three minutes, you've lost your hearing. M my personal favorite was like the guys that would like kind of meander over to like your entrance, you know, and then, and then they'd sort of like pony up on the like gate <laughs> and just like give you like the, the, like the, like shake your head. You know, and sometimes the the mascots do that too, which is like even funnier. Like, like couple, <laughs> couple of my giving it to uh, yeah, like couple of my buddies. Like when we do, and this is senior hockey too, but they have mascots, right? So we were in Innisfil one time, and the two linesmen they're like they stand right on the blue line, and that's where this door was, and this mascot for Innisfil would kind of be there, giving like bugging them, and we'd get in the room. They're like, I hate that eagle. I I just hate I hate that eagle so much. Like he's just like banging on the glass behind. I mean, the, so it's funny the things that like people do and that's just like that stern, like, like, just like, I'm just going to show you how disgusted I am. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I make like 40 bucks to yeah. be here. <laughs> that's why at least you yeah. know, when you're in the WHL yeah. and, and NHL, those higher levels, you get kind of fairly compensated and there's less of that. Yeah. Too, the minor hockey like and senior hockey, especially working with the wrestlers and being in the penalty yeah. box for those. 
lot of respect for the officials that yeah <laughs> like honestly like i live in lund's basement and i do not need 40 bucks that badly to go yeah. and try and keep dustin more and right. those guys in line it, yeah. it's funny like you know i'd never break it down hourly but definitely like university you know you you get paid a little bit for your time and you get some mileage and it's like okay you, you can kind of make it work like it's tough when you take a half day off work and you make like 200 bucks yeah. and you're like okay i like spent the whole day like from <laughs> three to midnight away from my family and my job and and it's not sustainable with a family really for lots of guys but it's funny then when you come back and like i was still working a bit of games here up until last year and you'd be in the room and there'd be like a men's league right after and then there'd be always some guy like hey um, do you want to stick around and like do our men's <laughs> night? And I'm like, buddy. And this is like, I, I knew like the money and time thing now by now. Cause like in the Western league, you're tracking expenses and stuff. You know what it's like worth to go yeah. somewhere. And I'm like, buddy, I don't put my skates on for 150 bucks. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what? Like I was, I got $60 right yeah. here. I'm like, no man. Like, like it's going to for Dave. It's yeah. going to suck. Like it's not going to be fun. You're everyone's going to yell at me the whole yeah. time. And I, I used to do that when I was 16 and the case of beer was worth more than 150 bucks because I didn't yeah. have a fake ID, right? It's like, yeah, all right, let's go. Yeah. So yeah, it's great though. Like hockey's a community builder and it's 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 fun to like be on the other end of that sometimes. And and yeah, I wouldn't let the bad stories shy people away. So oh, it's, bit of a plug there for officiating. It's been so good to me and yeah, great people do it. So it's quite the community yeah. too. I mean, you know, you talk about like with Dave and Curtis and, and how you found a job and I think it says a lot about you because you go from officiating, you know, you're really putting pretty one dimensional, <laughs> but you're putting the game in front of, of yourself, you know, you working in insurance, you're putting people's lives first, you know, their livelihoods. And even with the community, you know, you put the community first. So there's a, a really good plug. Wow. That we might, uh, Dustin might invoice you just for that plug, but. Uh, yeah. Whoa, just save it for the next ad read. Yeah. That's. But really, <laughs> you, you know, it, it was really cool to have you here and get to know all those sides of you. Cause you know, we do the, the awesome fun ad reads that you guys give us. And then we always talk about who you two are and why we love you guys. And it's really great to have you on here. So we yeah. appreciate you coming in. We rescheduled you a bit, like a Monday no night here. But yeah, yeah thank thanks you for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's really cool to be here in the studio and it's a beautiful spot. And I'm pretty fortunate to be here and uh, yeah, proud of being a part of it. And I think, like I said, uh, it's been fun to take that part of our business and, and you know, run with it. And we're, we're proud of it and we work hard and, and, you know, we always are trying to improve and grow the team and grow the way we do things. And we know that it's, you have choices and that's, a, it's a, that's all you can do. So it's, it's fun. Well, thanks for educating both me and Ted and, and our listeners about insurance, Sweet. about uh, officiating in, in the Western League and in, and in Alberta here and about the Red Deer community. It was awesome. Yeah. Hopefully we'll- Thanks for we'll, having me. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have you back uh, in uh, 10 years from now and you can tell us how, how the insurance industry is then. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Or do you think we're all still going to be yeah, exactly. doing it? Exactly. I'll still be in the basement. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was going to say next year and I thought, no, that might be too realistic. 10 years. Yeah, 10, 10 years, years yeah. is pretty unrealistic. Yeah. So. Um, lastly though, too, we didn't give you a chance. Like we told people to send you an email or, or get a quote. Where where can they find you? Sure. The best place to find us is um, our website, beyondinsurance.ca. Uh, we've got a pretty handy quote questionnaire there that you can just fill out on your phone on your own time. Uh, you can book an appointment with one of our brokers, uh, whether it's virtual or um, in person. You can phone me, text me, all the contact information is there. So that's the easiest place to catch us. And um, we're on all social media as well. Instagram, I believe, is at Insurance Red Deer. Twitter is Insurance RD. And Facebook is... Uh, 
Beyond Insurance Inc. So yeah, thanks for having us on and yeah, it's it's been really fun. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Lund, Scott. Lund, you good? Uh, actually, what's your TikTok handle? It's private. Okay. <laughs> we'll find it. Yeah. Let's just pretend we know how it went and then do yeah. the recap right now. So thank you to Matt Cassidy from our episode 15 sponsor, Beyond Insurance, for that interview. And again, that's another guy. We talk about how much he does in the community and you really learn it there. Yeah, no, I know. I thought uh, Matt did a great job during that interview. I, I learned a lot. <laughs> I, there was a few surprises. I, I, what a story with how he got into insurance. I just kind of knocked my socks off, but... <laughs> Um, great, great guy. I've known him for a couple of years and he helps out a lot with the Optimus Club and a, a few events that we do. So I also like that one thing Matt said that he did like between like one and 10 years ago. I thought that was a cool story. Yeah. What'd you think about that, Dustin? Yeah. You know what? Like I just loved hearing his perspective of, of yeah. the Waterbury Open because we, we, we <laughs> saw it from our side, but actually hearing his side of things where it was a little blurry, but so like, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Uh, for doing that, I had to shuffle things around, but uh, I think we already know just sitting here, it's going to be a great interview because we know Matt and all the things he does and around the community too. And just honestly talking to him, like he makes insurance interesting. Even when I talked to him on the phone, when I was switching over them, like they tell you some, some kind of neat stuff. So, so we're going into the tourism Red Deer spotlight and it's been a while. We've done a, a bunch of different stuff over the summer, but we never really had a chance to publicly debrief about the treasure hunt that we partnered up with Tourism Red Deer to put on back in the beginning of July. Feels like forever ago, uh, right after we recorded episode 14. So first of all, because I'll just let London Walsh, this was your guys' idea. You ran with it. I was there for support, but uh, just talk about how it went because from my perspective, like it was incredible. It, it blew me away how well it went. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kick things off here. Um, so yeah, I think it just started at... Uh over beers at Troubled Monk one evening. We're like, you know what? Like, let's let's try and do something this summer. And then we got the idea of doing a treasure hunt in our in our brains. And we just had all these great ideas. And then the next day, I think we were texting back and forth about it. And originally we wanted to do like an amazing race, like a one day event. And then we were starting to chat with Renee from Tourism Red Deer. And he kind of talked us out of that a little bit, just with all the liability and people racing in vehicles, <laughs> racing on scooters, on bikes, whatever. Uh, there could have been <laughs> a few accidents, but anyway, luckily that didn't happen. So um, it kind of just morphed into a, a week-long treasure hunt where you could find different clues at different businesses, different landmarks, different uh, spots around the city. And yeah, we were, I think we were originally shooting for 20 to 25 teams to, yep. to join up. And we're like, you know what, if we get over 25, it'll be a success. And then we did get over 25. We're like, okay, let's get 50 teams. That'll be fantastic. And that was like the next day. Yeah. And yep. then, and then all of a sudden we were up to 80 and I think we ended up with like 113 teams sign up mm-hmm. and almost every single team participated in, in some fashion. So, um, yeah, great experience. It was a lot more, <laughs> it's a lot more work than I think I, I had originally oh, planned. Yeah, for sure. Probably all of us had originally planned. And so thanks to Ted and, and Kev and myself, I, Dustin helped out a, a bit, but he was pretty busy during that week. So. Yeah. I mean, you're did trying you to give me some to myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. And, and <laughs> hey, but you deserve it, man. Yeah, you I, do. Well, don't give just, me any gotta, love. Yeah, no, I, zero. I wasn't, I wasn't a part of this. I, I was out camping. Yeah. You said, actually, yeah, you said you're going to yeah. pick up some of the old. Remember he was like, I'll do anything, but make clues and then he did nothing, nothing. yeah <laughs> hey can you like go put put up some stickers oh, no, all you oh, did yeah, was no, yell at me when i laughed at you for not being able to figure out a clue that yeah. was your one big contribution that was the whole thing. yeah we did test out a few clues on him and end up using a few of those clues so it worked out pretty good <laughs> yeah i stood on my picnic table i was camping trying to get service to figure out which clues or which which day <laughs> 
But uh, I'll just finish by saying, so after we realized how many teams were, were involved, we were like, okay, we, now we need some good good prizes. So me and Kev went out one day and I think we hit 10 or 12 businesses yep. and every business we went to, they said yes. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have one business turn us down for for giving us a gift card or, or, or a prize. So just shows how, how good the community is here in Red Deer awesome support from the business community. We had two goals. The first goal, I think, was just to get people out of the house and like do something cool. And then we brought the business side into it and the support from from them was awesome. And uh, it just turned into kind of a win-win for everybody. I'm really thankful for uh, for you, Ryan and Ted. You guys came up with a lot of the clues already. Like I was really nervous about the number of clues we had to come up with. Um, you guys had done a great job at kind of getting a solid number. And then we had kind of half left, but we collaborated. Um, yeah, we had a few late nights in there. But yeah, I contrary to popular <laughs> belief, we were literally planning the clues the night before. <laughs> I think I, or I the think day a, of for the I last think a lot day. of people probably would believe that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey, it turned out great. We got some exposure for maybe some businesses that we didn't intend, but yeah. then it, it works. It still worked out great for them. Well, um, they, they reached out to us and, hey, I want to be part of this next year. So exactly. Now we got, now yeah. got a few extra spots next year. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing was just there was a lot of families uh, out and about uh, because, you know, during the week it was, it was exciting for us to be on the other side of like, are people getting this? And so, you know, I would find myself doing business stuff during the day, but I'd be driving by where I knew a clue, clue location was. And, you know, seeing people taking their pictures and stuff, that was really cool. And uh, I had another point, but I forget it. It'll come back. (laughs) It'll come back to you. But I guess my last point was I never thought that at the end of this, I would be sitting in a forest behind Sunnybrook (laughs) in a lawn chair and a drink. Guarding the Guarding a treasure box worth $1,500 worth of stuff. So really neat to see the winning team. Uh, I got to say the second place team, the Flamingos who are big supporters of us, they were like a minute behind the first place team. So it was actually quite yeah. exciting. And I had my and money on them. they were running. I've seen that video and I thought they were like 10 seconds behind that yeah. team. Yeah, my were close. Even it was like They were seconds. close, yeah. yeah. And they were like one of the first teams done every day too. And you see them all over, all over the place now, which is one of the really cool parts too. I know my big job was manning all the emails that came in and the photos to prove that people were at these clue locations. So I got to interact with a lot of people and meet some new people that still, you know, whether you see them around Red Deer or even social media, whatever it is, was really cool for us too, to get to, to meet some new people, especially families, because we're not exactly a family podcast. So, you know, it was kind of a new demographic for us to hit, but seeing the pictures come in and watching people have fun and get out, get around Red Deer too. And and seeing that like after, you know, the, the shit year that everybody had or year and a bit, whatever it was, but to see that I thought was pretty cool. And then the flip side too, is you just see a whole different side of people because we thought this is just going to be a fun, like fun treasure hunt, get people out and about, you know, you're talking about, we don't want people racing around Red Deer and people got competitive and like like Dustin I thought your sisters were going to fight me one night because I made a joke that they were disqualified and you just see like the three dots typing for a while it's like okay this wasn't a funny joke apparently <laughs> like I, I have made a mistake here but uh and that, the buy-in from people on that was amazing and you talk about the last day so I was hiding just kind of by the pitch and putt just on the one side of Great Chief Park there I was the first clue and we had what 50 teams or like a ton of teams in the we final had, we had 30 teams in the final yeah and people, it took a while and people couldn't find me because I was kind of hidden. And when people started, I thought I was going to get punched in the mouth so many times. And then, you know, and people were, I so finally moved to the front near the end just to make it easier on people who were already way behind. People are falling out of their vehicles trying to get out and just scan this clue. It's like, oh my God, like... 
this is incredible. Like the, the buy-in from people on that. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. And my other favorite thing, I got one more is just the comments we got, uh, you know, the mask of Batoon stairs was one where people said, and this was the goal of it too. That was my other point. Was yeah. that people said, yeah. man, I didn't know this was here. Or I've never been to this restaurant or I've never been to this business. And that, and that was the whole point. So I guess if that didn't happen, we'd be like, what the hell are we doing? But mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. And same with, you know, businesses that weren't actually part of it, but people went there. So yeah, no, I thought you guys did a great job planning that. And, uh, you know, thank you to Tourism Red Deer for partnering up. And, you know, Dustin, you weren't there, but you, a lot of people, you know, were in it. And, you know, what do you think kind of from a sort of outsider's perspective? You still saw some funny stuff with that too. Yeah, and my wife and uh, one of her friends participated in the week leading up to the weekend where she knew she couldn't uh, get into the final or it would look bad if she won also. But she had a ton of fun just going out each day with our daughter and, and a couple friends just to to try and get the clues. I, they were hard. They, you know, the feedback that I've heard from people is they can't wait for 2022. And I'm looking forward to if you have a date that's, you know, maybe not three weeks before the actual date and I can put <laughs> Put it into my calendar. Uh, I'll be a part of next year and uh, rave reviews. You guys did an amazing job with it. Uh, ton of business traction. Lots of people downtown the one day for the, I think it was the downtown clue or something. It, well, it wasn't. It, it ended up being a yeah. call cut or something, but there was something about downtown. And I remember my sister just non, I didn't have service, but just nonstop calling. You should see there's 80 teams yeah. downtown yeah. roaming around and <laughs> getting voicemails. And, you know, it ended up being just an amazing, amazing time for people and in a time that kind of sucked. So uh, well done to you three. And I'm looking forward to being part of it next year. I do have to say that I think we're all, we're a little evil because we were getting some of those texts of just mass amounts of people in the completely wrong spots and we were loving it like that was that was maybe our third goal was just to like screw with when your sister told us dustin there's like 80 people downtown right now holy crap like for this treasure hunt like for some gift cards like that's amazing like so that's you know lund if you've never felt like an influencer before which i know you have because of your instagram accounts but that was that was huge but it's been blowing up man that call a cut one did make a lot of people mad because we wanted to thin it out and what was it? It was something like you can cut down Main, Main street. street. So there's a Main Street and the Collicut Center. Or, and I think the word they call ha- was in there, but yeah. there's no Main Street actually in Red Deer, but everyone was on Ross Street. Yeah. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but please join next yeah. year. Yeah. I got to say, I'm pretty proud of a couple of the hard clues that we were able to come up with. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to stump people. It's, yeah, it's that was t- fun. It's tough because you, you some people get those clues right away and then other people will not get them ever. Mm-hmm. So you got to strike yeah, that balance. Don't, don't tell them though. So you were, yeah, it was nice to test out a few on you because <laughs> when you couldn't get it, I know there's going to be a few other people that I'll are help with the struggle. planning next year. I ain't helping with <laughs> yeah. the clues. You, no, I'll, you I, just I, tape I stuff like up. coming up with uh, the clues. So I'll, I'll do, I'll do a lot of the clues next year too. Perfect. Well, well done, fellas. All right. Well, before we move on, uh, cause we're sitting here enjoying some, uh, troubled monk beverages tonight, but thank you again to Doortender. Uh, they always deliver. Get it? Ha! Thank you. <laughs> I only had to hit you kind of hard to get that laugh out of you. We're enjoying some studio beverages here. I need to thank Doortender too for offering our listeners a, a discount all summer uh, for $10 off, which you can still use. So if you still want to order your Doortender, you can use Oh Dear Summer, that code on your next order for $10 off. And uh, the other thank you too is they gave us uh, four $20 gift cards to give away at the live show as well. So they support us in, in a ton of ways. And again, I think the way things are going, you know, with the C word, uh, you know, people might stay home more. Plus, it's it's eventually going to get cold. A different C word. 
Yeah. <laughs> not talking <laughs> Me about and Lundy are very yeah. confused right now. Not talking about a specific person, but the thing I said we wouldn't talk about. <laughs> this is going so good tonight. And people, it's going to start getting cold again. So you, you obviously you're going to want to start using door tender again. So make sure you use that code. And thank you to them as always, always in constant contact with them. I hope they had a great summer uh, and hopefully we can get together with them soon to do something fun. So thank you, door tender. Hey, but just remember, it's always summer until the snow flies. Ha! <laughs> Honestly, with door tender, the coolest thing for me this summer is like, I'd be packing my trailer up. Normally you got to think of all this stuff prior, right? You got to get your your beer, you got to get in the cooler, you got to get in the fridge. I'd be packing my trailer up and I'd be like, just call, just text in the door tender with my order. He'd roll up, you know, most of the time is landing. He'd roll up. <laughs> hey, where are you, you going camping? Where are you going camping <laughs> this weekend? And it, he'd help me load it up nice. right into my fridge in my trailer. And it like, it's so easy. If you haven't tried it, try it. Like I haven't gone back to a liquor store. I love I how you're on a first name. Yeah. Landon name has basis. actually reached out to the three of us a couple times just to make sure you were doing okay. Like, well, yeah, just camping. Like I never see his family. Like I never yeah. see food in the trailer. It's yeah. just, just, just beer. beer. <laughs> That's camping. Okay. So I kind of just made this segment up, but again, we're rolling into September. I always remember doing this on the first day or, or week of school. I think it was even like a Tiny Toons episode or mini movie or something. Don't ask me how I know that, but I do. So it feels fitting for us since we've basically been off. We haven't recorded anything since the end of June. Let's talk about our summer highlights a bit. I won't get too into it. I don't think people care everything we did, but you know, some cool stuff, maybe some relevant stuff that we did over the summer. And Walsh, I don't even think I told you this, but this segment is sponsored by Rob Ray. So congratulations. Uh, so first, cause that's a big honor, apparently. <laughs> I don't uh, first off, uh, what, what's new with the store? Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's been a busy summer, uh, thankfully, you know, with restrictions lifting and, and I think people just finally being able to get out in a boat and wanting some new clothes, whether it's uh, formal or casual. We definitely saw an uptick and obviously moving to the East Hill really helped. You know, unfortunately we had to leave downtown, but so far it's been really good for us. Yeah, we got a couple new lines that we've brought in uh, over the last eight months that have done really well, like just different clothing companies, um, really unique ones. And at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is just, you know, you look at, at guys like us, mid-30s, and you're kind of like, this is the first time I've ever looked at Ryan London. He, there hasn't been some sort of logo on his shirt. Or fruit. Yeah. Like, m well, mainly fruit. <laughs> or mustard of stain, fruit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't comment. <laughs> that really threw me off there. This is like a I actually thought when he showed up, he looked nice yeah, tonight. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. job. Thanks. Yeah. Are you going to compliment yourself? <laughs> I was going to, and then I realized that's frowned upon apparently. <laughs> so anyways, really what we're trying to do is just, you know, not, not just the, the, the 30 year olds, but you know, we definitely have some clothing. I think, you know, the younger guys want, um, and, and definitely the older guys as well. So we're trying to get a better mix in there. So we got some exciting stuff coming in this fall. So the support's been awesome so far. So thank you to everyone who's, uh, who's come in and shopped. I think, you know, hopefully we were providing an excellent you know, customer service or customer experience for you. And the biggest thing is if you're looking for something specific, like, please let us know and we'll either get it for you or we're going to hunt down, you know, if it's worth it, we're definitely going to look into to bringing in um, items that our customers want. Like so. a pineapple shirt. If possibly. I, well, I will it. never, no, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I might come back then. Yeah. I was, uh, I was actually in your guys' store a few weeks ago. I uh, had to go to a wedding and just wanted to get a new shirt because I haven't had to, to dress up for a while. 
Um, and I wasn't sure what I was looking for. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name. And Danny. The, Danny was was excellent. He yeah. he was he, memorable. Yeah. He, well, <laughs> well, he was. I just accept his name. Um, but I told him, hey, going to a, going to an outdoor wedding. Uh, I just want a n- new shirt that's going to be breathable and and look good. And he said, okay. I've got like three options right away for you. Right. And yeah, I, I, I love, I fell in love with one and it was in and out within like 10 minutes. So it was an easy experience. And yeah, if you get some pineapple shirts, I'll be back in there. <laughs> Raw Bray clothing. Look good, feel good, wheel good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and if you want to support local, you know, lo- a bunch of local guys own it and fashionable. Kevin, uh, Kevin forever. And this is a tire pump for Kevin. My wife has always said, Kevin, Kevin looks, he always looks sharp. And me and Lundy never, I think we were kind of like, well, American Eagle, well, maybe kind of shoppers. And, <laughs> well, yeah, and, you wore a $6 old Navy shirt under your yeah. nice straw gray jacket <laughs> at the fashion show with flamingos on it. But, but in say, what I'm trying to get, my point is, Kevin's always been a, a great dresser, a fashionable guy, and, and now he's found himself into a pretty cool business and it's doing very well, so... Yeah. Cheers to them. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. That that ad read should get you through to like November now. Yeah, that was perfect. a good one. Yeah, that was yeah. like a triple ad was, read. Kinda, Charge them. Yeah. Charge them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll triple your, yeah. your going rate. So, and talking about this, it kind of reminded when we're talking about things we did on over the summer and something unique was we never really talked about how we did the, the kind of the model shoot where we did a photo shoot, you know, with Rob Ray clothes. Mm-hmm. We were here at the studio into the golf course. And first of all, it reminded me that I did not thank Ash McLean from Ash McLean photography too, for taking photos at our live show. Uh, really? So who else did something kind of neat over the summer? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll give a good example. I've lived in Red Deer for almost six years now. And this was the first time, this summer was the first time I actually floated down the Red Deer River. And I went with coworker Aaron and the athlete. You know, it's one of the things to do in Red Deer anywhere. I've done it in Calgary, but I just thought it was uh, a lot of fun. You know, you go down the river, you recognize a lot of the places you're going by. So thank you, Aaron, for lending me a paddleboard and also for volunteering to paddle Kevin down the river. The the athlete, not this Kevin, but down in the in the dinghy. That was a big responsibility. No, it was. And I uh I thank you for putting your trust in me to to navigate the wild waters of the Red Deer River. But it was a wonderful day and um shout out to the athlete because River Kevin was a sight to behold. <laughs> he was like a little baby in the dinghy behind my paddleboard and just I've never seen anybody so relaxed enjoying I think he slept yeah. At one point. So it was a really nice moment for the three of us. Well, and Aaron goes, oh, it'll probably take like an hour. We'll go start kind of uh, just past or at Fort Normando and, and go to Three Mile Bend. And four and a half hours later, <laughs> which I'm not complaining because what else am I going to do on a Saturday afternoon? But uh, yeah, highly recommended. I know I think you guys probably have all done it. Maybe not for a while. Yeah, but not uh, for a while. Kind of something fun to do. And maybe maybe next year we just do a great big Oh Deer River float. Yeah, I've, I've actually never done it. I I spend my time floating out at Gull Lake, so it's uh, no current out there. So I'll I'll come with you next year when you yeah. go float down the river. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but when when you mentioned this segment tonight, like I I think a lot of our listeners will agree with me. This summer just absolutely flew by. Like between camping, our little golf tournament adventures, and you know I don't even know what the hell else I did, but it just seems like it's come and gone. You know, we raised, I think, 9,000 bucks in our little golf tournament. That's, mm. you know, besides camping and, and hanging out with family and friends, I don't know what else I did. Yeah. And we can talk about the Chubbs because we went to Saskatoon. was incredible and uh, a lot of firsts. So again, if you were at the live show, we talked about a bit of this, but we're going to talk about it again because uh, first of all, Kevin Walsh 
shot, what, seven strokes under his handicap, I think, to move way up from one of the, near the bottom of the standings to finish second. So congratulations. Uh, Lund, yeah, thank you. you got your first heartburn ever, which is wild to me that a 35-year-old gets heartburn for the first time. So c- congratulations for making it that long. You know, it, it, it was a real eye-opener to me because I realized, like, I knew it was heartburn, but I've never really experienced it, and I, I just couldn't drink anymore. And I said, hey, does anyone have any Tums? And every single guy <laughs> at the tournament pulled out a little bottle of Tums. <laughs> like, we, it was just like, we, holy shit. We got home that night and I came up with like my uh, Sunday night or whatever it was. Like, here's some Pepsi AC. Yeah. Here's Gaviscon if you need. Here's this. Like, I, Pepto. Here's, here's the uh, Alka-Seltzer. Like, I was like, I can't believe you didn't come see me first. I should have. Yeah. But I just, I, I was, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to treat it. And then I it was like, oh, I should have some Tums. And then every single person I asked, oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, take the bottle. I got lots. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was, I saw it. I saw it a great time, and it's probably for the best because I didn't <laughs> didn't drink as much as I normally did. Yeah, so. you kept our room nice and cool. You got home, got the yeah. AC kicking, and by the time I got home, it was nice and cool. I didn't play any better, so obviously sleep doesn't make me play better. So that's good to know for next year. Or I'll, tums, uh, tums don't make yeah. you better. Yeah, or drinking less doesn't make me play better. So I've ruled that out. That's not my problem. <laughs> I think it's the golf balls or the golf clubs I'm, I'm using. Maybe it's the golfer. No, no, it's not me. <laughs> No, I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good at golf. So it's just it's my it's my teammates, it's my it's my putter, or it's just the golf courses that we've been playing because I've ruled out everything else. So anyway, here's the next year, fellas. And I've also it was the first time I've seen someone get cut off at a bar because they have the hiccups. Yeah, that was that was rough. Like. You know, <laughs> we're, so at, we're, yeah, we're, we're at Hudson's in Saskatoon and it got to the point where, you know, hiccups are one thing. They, they make you a little bit frustrated, but it got to a point where it was like half an hour, 40 minutes and I can't get rid of these things. I'm holding my breath. I'm trying everything and it just won't go away. And so Kevin was trying everything. He was punching me. He was scaring me and finally he got rid of him. I never celebrated so hard in my life. Got rid of him. You know, kind of half the crew went back to the hotel. We stayed for a little bit longer and all of a sudden those hiccups came back. So for the next 20 minutes, I'm sitting there focusing on the table. I got my hands on my head. It looks like, not thinking about it at the time, but it probably looked like I was sleeping. Oh yeah. You looked like you passed out. And I'm just so focused on my breath. It's like I'm in yoga class. Like I'm just trying so hard. And the lady comes over and I, she goes, do you need a beer? And I was like, yeah, I need a beer. She's like, actually, no, you're cut off. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Whatever. Bring me a water. <laughs> I just want to get rid of these hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most frustrating night, but yeah. it was, it ended up being a fun night after. But what did you do before but... you got the hiccups? You convinced 15 different random people walking by to do a shot of HP sauce for yeah, no reason. That was weird. So yep, yep, is... yep, yep, yep. And I just started <laughs> hammering the HP sauce on the table and they would sit down with us and yeah take a chug of it it was the weirdest thing in the whole <laughs> so world. that's that's what we do you you think guys you, ladies you think oh they're probably out grinding on women and doing all this no they're out no. doing shots of hp sauce it and trying to scare the hiccups away from dustin burn hiccups and hot sauce yeah, oh yeah yeah oh yeah aaron I, it was that a wild was just, that, was just, that was just one night yeah. yeah i'm actually surprised i'm wearing the same shirt i was wearing that yeah. night i got the hp sauce well, out of it i was in the gator suit and there's a lot of hp sauce <laughs> and sweat <laughs> in that gator suit and like that was the first time I ever had to wear it. So Hudson's turns into a dance club. So like, I'm not a dancer at all. I hate dancing. But when you're in a gator suit and you already look like an idiot, your confidence goes through the roof. So I was out there on that dance floor. And then we went to a place called Divas, which will maybe forever go down in history. There's just three of us. But man, oh man, like 
and no one, not one person asked why I was in the gator suit. They just came up and danced with me because I was in a gator <laughs> suit. So I really appreciated that they just accepted me for who I was and didn't didn't even ask why. They probably they just, they said, okay, this guy's in a gator suit. Let's go. So they probably and, thought you were like one of those furries. <laughs> <laughs> like they probably thought, thought like you just. <laughs> and, and and you know what? It was either at first I was like, oh, I hope no one thinks that, and then I thought, yeah. you know what? I might be trying something new tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right? And what what are you if you're not open? to new experiences so and i did have some new experiences that night like dancing up on the stage there like the most bumping bass i've ever heard surrounded by about 20 guys probably <laughs> just all dancing around the gator on stage <laughs> i'm just thinking this is my moment <laughs> this is that's when you decided you wanted your tattoo yeah, yeah. i want it that way <laughs> no i got yeah i got a gator tattoo somewhere else but um and then poor dustin and not only that i've never sweat more in my whole life because this mm. is like a felt like it's a costume it's almost like a onesie and Dustin had to wear the gator suit the next day. And what do you do when you get home at 4 a.m.? Well, you just ball up the gator suit on the floor and leave it by the air conditioner. And there was a race. Another guy in the gator suit went to bed at like 7.30. So his was nice and dry and not sweaty. And Dustin didn't get that gator suit. Oh, I tried. I I called him at 8 the next morning. We didn't have to leave the hotel, I don't think, till 10.30. And I was like, hey, bring me that gator suit. He goes, too late. <laughs> it's like, shit. It was a little wet. Ted's sweaty gator suit to put on. Great. And, and I could not catch up. Like, for the amount I sweat, I could not rehydrate enough. Like, it was a, that was a bad day the next day, but a fun night. So, what else What else did you guys do over the summer? <laughs> that was a lot. I knew we'd go off on that tangent, but... One thing actually that kind of came up a few times, I think, and Dustin, I think your wife, uh, Ashley will agree. My wife, Kim, um, their group of friends, I think they jumped on the scooters two or three times around the city. Um, and the last time was our our good friend, uh, Kelsey, her birthday. So, um, we went for supper and then a bunch of us went out for a, a scooter by Capstone and, uh, down the round power ponds and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And there was like six or eight of us and, you know, we'd stop for pictures and um, it was nice to see something new in Red Deer and it's kind of caught on because I, I see people all over the place on those scooters, uh, which is really cool. So I, I, I truthfully, when they first came here, I, I thought this is never going to work. It's going. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's doing great. So. Hey, hey, Ryan back there. How, how do you like those scooters? Thumbs up or thumbs down? He's had, he's had a couple crashes on those. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's operator error. I don't know. But uh, you I'm, had your first dunk tank. We had our first yeah, dunk tank to, experience. Uh, I got to go to the farmer's market and uh, help them celebrate their grand opening. And they were looking for some people to get... Uh, dunked in their, in their dunk tank out in their parking lot. And me and Teddy were both on there for a good half hour at least. And... I don't know, we probably both got dunked about 40 times and the water wasn't warm and they weren't throwing the ball from very far away. <laughs> and every time a little kid got a ball, you knew you were going in because yeah. the if they were anywhere close, they would just come up and hit the yeah. <laughs> hit the button yeah. and send you in. And then and then the worst is when you weren't you weren't expecting it. Cause like I had, I had a few random people just come up and knock it over. Like a few. <laughs> Who would do that? Uh, I think Renee from Tourism Redger did, did it the first time. And then yeah, one of the guys working there, yeah. Ted did it. So it actually happened quite a bit. Yeah. So the worst part wasn't getting dunked. It was just the anticipation of getting dunked. It's like the noise of it. Yeah. And then it's not very far, but the first couple of times it feels like about a hundred mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. Then it's, you know, I'm a big guy. 
And the more I got dunked, the more water splashed out. So the more I was hitting, hitting they, bottom and like, man, good thing I've hit rock bottom already in life. Cause I'm used to it by now. Cause it's starting to hurt. They had, but. they, they had like a, an artist there that had that whole, they had a whole bunch of paintings set up right next to the dunk tank. Oh, no. So every time, well, either Ted or me got dunked, we'd do a pretty big splash and get a little bit of their artwork wet. So they finally got the great idea to set up like an umbrella there to protect the, the art, but it took them, I don't know. 30 dunks before they, they figured it out. You weren't going to tell them. Though. And they, no. <laughs> they didn't have a hose. It's a, some poor kids just constantly coming out with little buckets of water, just dump, and they could not keep up with me. Because they had a line of, there was like four kids who just, I don't think they can afford to go to college anymore because the parents just kept putting money in. And it was for a good cause. So so that was great. Uh, but uh, kind of, it's a fun experience. It, it, it It's a little scary because there are a couple ways to get hurt. I know there's one, you barely sat down, Lundy, and the girl <laughs> dunked you again. Yeah. This like four year old girl with an arm. <laughs> she dunked me. That's a prerequisite for yeah. throwing is you need at least one arm. She she dunked me on her first throw and I thought like, oh wow, great shot. So I climb back out of the of the tank, sit down, and before I turn around, I I go in again. She dunked me twice in a row yeah. before I had time to get and he's set just going, again. No, 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 no. <laughs> she had it in for me, man. Like uh, a little she devil. <laughs> but, uh, um, oh yeah okay I just thought of something I did this summer it was pretty cool we did a uh, murder mystery wine night out at our cabin in Gull Lake first murder mystery I've ever been a part of it was really fun I want to do it again so yeah you got characters you get costumes you have accents and they're just hilarious because they're terrible and there's like you get a little your instruction book at the beginning and then as the night goes on more and more clues are revealed and it turns out I was the murderer so <laughs> I knew it and it was it was it was a blast so so that's so I, you didn't know you were the murderer until the very t- end till till near the end yeah you kind of pieced it together by then or no no because oh. they they said this one they set up where anyone could possibly like everyone had motive and everyone could possibly right. be and then like the the third and final scene at the the last last few pages it's like hey do not announce but you're you're you did it you're the murderer <laughs> right and then like i'm good i'm glad they didn't tell me at the beginning because i don't know if i could have kept it in so when i read right. that i was just was not looking anyone in the eye but uh two people guessed me correctly and and four people didn't so so, so how long did it take kind of from start to it's well we did it over actual dinner too right so right. we we had the so you made a whole evening out a whole of it. evening yeah, it dressed cool. up and um, so, I mean, I guess it took us about four or five hours to do. Were you in your flamingo shirt? I was dressed up as an old, <laughs> as an old farmer, an old, <laughs> an old, like 80 year old retired farmer with some sort of, some sort of, uh, accent from, like it was a cross between like Boston and Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's typical. Yeah. So actually my favorite part about that is the night probably because it was the day of where Lund had to go out there a night before. Cause why would he think of this sooner? I forget. I wasn't in town and he sends me a text and it, just goes, hey, do you have any fake mustaches laying around? And I thought, <laughs> I thought he was joking because literally the night before I was like purging all this stuff from my room and all this boxes and stuff. And I found these fake mustaches that I had from like a stag or whatever and threw them out the night before. Yes. And I thought he just found them in the garbage and was being a dickhead about it. <laughs> and he, I was like, oh, dude, I can't believe you asked me right now because... Did you go digging in the garbage no. or did you just call it a loss? I, yeah. I, no, I just used some some makeup and drew on. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's re, not very drew one on it. Looked looked not very committed gross. to your role, but okay. 
Bah, whatever. I was a murderer, so I yeah. could do Real anything question. I wanted to. <laughs> Real question. Is that something you think you could do because winter's coming? Is that something you think you could do virtually and still have fun, or is that more of like an in-person? You could do. It wouldn't be as fun virtually. Yeah. You like could. Anything. You could do it virtually for sure, but it'd be way more fun in person. Like I'd, I'd want to do it over the over Christmas or over. I don't know if we're in yeah. lockdown again. Well, I can't say the L word either. Restricted again. We'll uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to come words. up with other things to do this winter. So maybe that'll be one of them. Perfect note to end on. I think probably lots of stuff we're not thinking of too. Just some unique, interesting stuff. But uh, some good ideas there of stuff to do, right? Before we move on, uh, it's been a while. So we just want to remind everyone, all our listeners, that Mike Sereo is still a sick beauty and he ran an Ironman back in 2010. <laughs> so that's it. We can move on. Apparently, we're going to move on to deer call here. And apparently Andrew didn't really like my last ad read I wrote for him. To make it up to him, we're going to pump him up. This is a day of pumping tires. Lund, we might get to you eventually. Everyone else has got theirs pumped up. So just just wait. Your time is coming. But we just wrote a bunch of very true facts about him for Aaron to read. And uh, so Aaron, yeah, tell us who Deer Call is brought to you by and, and tell us a bit more about him. Deer Call is brought to you by Andrew Russell and & Associates. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, visit andrewrussell.ca. Not convinced? Here are a few well-known facts about Andrew Russell. Andrew Russell can divide by zero. Andrew Russell can believe it's not butter. Andrew Russell can slam a revolving door. Andrew Russell doesn't wear a watch. Andrew Russell decides what time it is. <laughs> Andrew Russell sleeps with a nightlight. Not because Andrew Russell is afraid of the dark, but because the dark is afraid of Andrew Russell. <laughs> And finally, when Andrew Russell does a push-up, he's not lifting himself up. He's pushing the earth down. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard not to laugh. Yeah. And I promise I didn't just research Chuck Norris yeah. jokes and change out the name. I don't know. He might hate that. He might not. But you get what you get, Andrew. Yeah. And you don't forget. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for selling those, though. Actually, those babies sold themselves, just like all the houses Andrew Russell shows. And tell them Lundy sent you. (laughs) 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 All right. So at the live show, I mentioned we did a a round of Ted versus Walsh. Wiped the floor with you, but with a a game of boy band or balderdash, it made me think more about 90s music, which, at least in my opinion, I think Walsh will agree with me, maybe the best Maybe not the best era of music, but it's my favorite era of music. I think it's just unique and iconic, and it is kind of what we grew up with. So for Deer Call, oh my goodness, it's been so long I forgot. It's time for Deer Call. <laughs> I was going to jump in yeah. and ask where that was, but Perfect. good job. Um, mm. we, we just asked everyone what their favorite 90s song is, so it's a lot to choose from. Uh, got some pretty cool, and really this is just, I'm just looking for people to help me kind of revamp my playlist and, and it's always great when you hear some of these songs and don't think of it so uh we did get some good answers and of course especially walsh and i will, will have a lot but i'll start off james and nixon both said everlong by foo fighters which never heard yeah. of it you, you've what? heard it yeah you've heard it you, yeah you just don't know but yeah great have you song. heard that one yep yeah i never heard of her no i really like the food fighters yeah so do i just i've never heard of that song and this is i think this is fun because you can go you know i can send you a youtube link whatever these are songs you're going to want to listen to hey hey maybe we should have them on the show yeah (laughs) hey lund you're in charge of booking that guy somebody's got to know dave roll see see if the food fighters want to (laughs) sponsor uh here's a cool one like uh carolyn said you're a superstar by love inc that's okay i'm in for that one i remember the move when you put your we go down on one knee and put your fingers up in the air from the movie superstar movie no 
Is it, doesn't I know she, it. Doesn't yeah, she put her, armpits. Armpits, yeah. her hands on her armpits and, and then, then, and then, then smells <laughs> her fingers? Well, I think she... <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah, no, you, movie, you've right? got it. You yeah. got it. That's what smelling smells like or sounds like. I, <laughs> smelling man, smells that like. would have been an okay joke and I just, just fudged it up. Uh Carolyn also s- said Mbop by Hansen. Yeah. Which uh yeah. that song it, I don't know, is a big hit for me, but there's a better Hansen it's kind of song. Annoying. I don't know yeah. what it, I don't know Do what you, it's called, but so, uh I had a story about that song. I don't know if I want to tell it. Did, Aaron, do you know this story? I may have told it in uh when we overshare at work. I don't know. Start telling it. So Mbop was playing the fir- my first time. You're deflowering. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but that's you know. So every time I hear that song, that's like I'm like what? Mm, I don't know. Bop. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's pretty much the story. Like it's not like I was like like it's about to happen. I'm like, hey, you know what would really set the mood? Yeah. <laughs> if I put on Mbop by Hanson, it just kind of came on. You know, the radio was playing. It it came on, and I. So did you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But really, and then I just, man, I almost made it the whole song. Oh boy. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I don't know if that's a fond memory for me or what, but it's a a memory. It sounds like it is. Yeah. I was, I mean. It is a memory. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't very good, but neither, neither, neither is that song. Yeah. Yeah. Neither, neither is Hanson. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, here, Lisa said, achy breaky heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, which is not one I would have ever thought of, but that was that was pretty iconic. And yeah. can I just say, I am so glad mullets are making a comeback. My goodness, yeah. Ryan's rocking a good, very mullet. on trend. Yeah. Ryan's is fresh. <laughs> yeah, like, that was he a, just that, got that one. Yeah, done. that was and a choice. That was a recent choice. Yeah. If you have a four-year-old child, they should only have a mullet. <laughs> I only have a two-year-old. Do you got it. a year, Walsh. Give yeah, him a, a year. <laughs> I'll start growing his hair out now. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? So Jen and, Jen and Nicole both said Everybody by Backstreet Boys, which I don't even think is the best Backstreet Boys no, song. No, not even close. I think it's good. It's It's got a good beat. But if you're looking for like substance, which I look for in my Backstreet Boys songs, but... They, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's a still a good answer. Fonda said Shoop by... I hate, yes. you say I hate mm-hmm. saying it this way. You say it. Salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, Shoop's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah. Kelly said Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor, <laughs> which I I love that song. I don't know that one. How does that Have one you go? seen yes. uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall near yep. the beginning, the song that's playing when he's in his apartment after he gets dumped? Is that song. Is it like really sad song? Yeah. I mean, I, I know I've heard. It. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. You probably heard it in the car. That was your mom's pick. So you probably heard it in the car when you were. Yeah, younger. she was. Yeah. She was just playing that nonstop through the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Another maybe one of Lund's favorite songs to quote, at least. Taylor said, "Baby got back." Oh, by yeah. Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. Or the thong song by oh, Cisco. Cisco. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that one. That might have been like uh, early two thousands. Uh, so, so, so I, I think you should qualify. You know, we're all kind of like eighty six birthdays. Excuse you. Yeah, I'm an eighty eight. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Just a pop. but so for Just me, I think we really paid attention and understood music from like ninety five onwards. Mm-hmm. You hear it on the radio. Like back then, it wasn't like it is today. Of course. No. And was, I don't know if you guys ever watch YTV, but the hit list is oh, where yes. I learned. All with Tarzan Dan, who's actually yes. on in on radio now, on the radio in Calgary. Now is like that was iconic for me, and and that's where I first saw the Spice Girls for the first time, and first Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, like all of those was on that, and and that's why a lot of these came from. 
Yeah, free Britney. <laughs> uh, here's a, actually a cool one. Jordan said Spiderwebs by No Doubt. Oh, but you forget, you forget that they're in 90s because she's yeah. actually like, she's almost 50. I she's think. been like, around, been around a long She time. looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah she like she, she hasn't aged today. Yeah. But uh, that whole album, that, uh, what is it? Tragic Kingdom, I think was mm-hmm. the album. is unbelievable. So good, good answer there. Uh, this is one I had to Google it to see if it was 90s. So I learned something. Darcy said Thunderstruck. By That's AC/DC, in the 90s? 1990. So you wouldn't think of it as oh. the 90s genre of music necessarily, but it is a 90s song. Well, it's, and so, it's still song. so good today, yeah, right? So good. So, but that's, that, that's, that's cool timeless. to learn. Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Cool. Yeah. Here's a guy you might actually be able to catch him at your uh, local community college playing a show in the gym was uh, Shane said Informer by Snow. Yeah. Oh, Snow's got a way better song than that. Doesn't he sing? Uh... Everybody wants to be like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that one's way yeah. better. Informer's Everybody pretty good to be though. Be like you. It, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Is Snow <laughs> in the room. Yeah. Exactly. I just want everyone to know I've yeah. heard that one before. Gino had two good ones. I don't know which which is better, but No Diggity by Blackstreet. <laughs> yeah. Like that's an iconic that's a, one. That's on now too. What a CD yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah. Probably best and CD ever made. I think we're. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. Big shiny tunes. Uh, I was too. just. Yeah. Well, I'll just take oh. like that era. It was the era of CDs. The yeah. golden era of well, CDs. It was. Yeah. yeah. And that's how we got all our music was on like all CDs. the now CDs, all the big shiny yeah. tunes. Well, until yeah. you like and then the Napster, then Napster yeah, came along and LimeWire. Yeah. Lime and then you were always you were always afraid that the knock at the door was gonna be the cops <laughs> for like, arresting <laughs> you for or Metallica for downloading four songs. Metallica You. <laughs> but, Did you guys uh, have the No Shock uh, Discmans? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah? You guys all had those? Yeah. Lucky. Here's another good one is No TLC. Scrubs by TLC. Oh, and actually, that one, I remember driving with Gino. He can belt that one out pretty good, too. Uh, Emily said Sabotage by Beastie Boys uh, or Hypnotize by Notorious B.I.G. So kind of oh, two different yeah. two different types of songs there, but... Yeah. Um, and then actually this one, I, when I looked, was like the Rolling Stones' number one song of the 90s, obviously, was Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Classic. Yeah. It's like era defining. Yeah. Some would say. Did, did I, you hear that? Yeah, the there's kid, a lawsuit the, going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so the that baby, baby that's in that picture, yeah. he's how old? 30 something. And now he's suing for. Yeah, he wasn't 30 in the picture no, naked. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And now he's suing for like. A basically. couple million. Yeah. There's no way he's getting anything. No, he's no not. I would I assume the parents signed all consent. I think he's also like kind of made a career out of yeah. being that baby. Uh, that guy can get effed. That's a, that's a frivolous lawsuit. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him on our show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you writing these down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Amanda said this here's a 90s song. Whoop, there it is by Tag Team. It, wait, wait. Is it Whoop, there it, it is? It is Whoop, there it is. W H O O M P. Oh, it's not Whoop, there it is? No. <laughs> Apparently not. I had to, I looked or, it up. Or Whoop. I mean, it's. it's yeah, go what, back to your what, last one. What is that M doing in there? That, <laughs> looks, that, that M must be a silent M. <laughs> <laughs> And Lindsay said the sign by Ace of Base, which again, another one too. That, that one's, was yeah. in Pitch Perfect. How does that one go? Is, is that that's I yeah. saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I wish I could close my ears there. Is that is that the right one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was it for the the responses we got. And I mean, I I could go on for yeah. forever on this, but some big ones from the '90s that we didn't hear, like iconic or Wonderwall, was a big mm-hmm. one. Bittersweet Symphony, right, was mm-hmm. another one, a one-hit wonder too. Like you go on and on. For me, one of the 
actually favorite 90s songs. It's not by Backstreet Boys or any of those bands. It's You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. Yeah, that's a really good which song. Which just, I don't know, it just, it hits really good. It's at the end of Click, you know, a great Adam yeah, Sandler what a, movie. What a movie that was. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, maybe my favorite 90s song, and I unfortunately know all the lyrics to it, is Summer Girls by LFO. Uh-huh. It's pure art. One song <laughs> is like real words, part of the, and the other one is like Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton or... Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Like, that's masterful. <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about. The what lyrics. Exactly. Just said. It's yeah. the lyrics of the song. These are things you got to, like, listen to the song. If you drive with me, you're going to hear me sing this song at some point. Yeah, if you drive with me, we're going to listen to one song and one song only. <laughs> What is it? My Lady humps. humps. Oh, my humps. <laughs> no, I... Uh, I guess for, the people going. Yeah, for 90... I don't know if this is 90s, but uh, Chumba Wamba. Yeah, that's That was 90s. the other one in my mind. Yeah, yeah. That is, is that the I Get Knocked Down song yeah. or is that a different yeah, one? Tough yeah, Thumping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the one that came to mind for me. For me, it was... Maybe it leaks into the 2000s a little bit because I think we we're kind of junior high, high school, but any real good slow song at the Much Music <laughs> oh, Video yeah. Dances. Oh, yeah. The Lone Star Amazed or like Casey and Jojo but, All My oh, Life, yeah. Yeah. like those <laughs> yeah. ones. Oh, man. You just like <laughs> see a mass, like a slow song will come on. You just see mass yeah. chaos guys looking for girls yeah. to dance with. And then you don't want to be the guy that's like on the sidelines. Yeah. And I, I just have good memories with those I, songs. Yeah. Just dancing away and, and there's a lot of good and you know if you golf or do anything with me i have a lot of those songs loaded up too and like savage casey and joe savage garden, savage garden was my Jojo. first cd so any backstreet boy any savage boy garden. band like slow song chicka cherry cola yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone's singing it yeah <laughs> uh for me i mean anyone that knows me knows i like my 90s music and i'm kind of in the like the 95 to 2005 that's my jam because that kind of takes us through high school and but if i'm thinking back to 90s i kind of think of like playing hockey and that was when you like you, you carried in your kaboom stereo <laughs> yeah. plopped her down in the room and some kid was always in charge of the stereo and it's like song two by blur and like yeah. limp biscuit yeah. and like Certain bands, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sandstorm. Well, that, oh my god, that, that, still, that, that awesome. still holds up. But then, as part of part of the '90s, for whatever reason, I got the Spice Girls their first CD, and like I bet you, to this day, I could sing eighty percent of the lyrics on every song on that CD. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know what it was. I just like listened to it all the time. Yeah. So I don't care how that makes me sound, but I had a great time singing along. So yeah, I think there's some really, uh, they have some really good songs, but there's so many. Yeah. And it's just fun now. It's why like truly think Backstreet Boys, a lot of songs really are good, but it's like the nostalgia. It's fun. End of every wedding I do, I, spoiler alert, I play I Want It That Way. That's the last song and everyone huddles around (laughs) and sings it as loud as they can. Right. And that's why I think I love the nineties. And I, one thing I always want to say like I'm a very judgmental person. I know you might not have picked that up, but I'll never judge anyone on the type of music they listen to or movies they whatever. Cause it's, that's the point yeah. of music and stuff is you listen to what you like. So yeah. if I hear Lund upstairs blasting Celine Dion, it's like, Hey, he's either had a really good day or a real bad day, but mm-hmm. either way he's enjoying himself right now. So. Yeah. Celine just knows what to say. <laughs> you, so look, you, like so look you. At you and you yeah. keep a straight face <laughs> like that. You always know what to say too, but that was, yeah, we could talk about this for hours and I, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to go home and listen to a bunch of nineties music now, but that was a fun one. Uh, I might have to do part two of that. Cause there's so many great songs out there, but that was it for deer call and uh, probably about a half hour shorter for that one than I thought we could of, especially with Walsh and I sitting here. All right. Good job, everyone. Good job, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. 
All right, so now we we talked about Ted versus Walsh. We did an official one at the live show, and I'm hoping by now I got it up on YouTube. I'm going to do my best, but you can watch that one. It was a little bit unfair, I think. Like, I actually was surprised how many lyrics I remember and stuff, but uh, no, good job, Ted, on that one, because you crushed it and I needed it. So now we're going to move into round eight of Ted versus Walsh. Ted versus Walsh is brought to you by the Unparalleled Clothing Company. Don't miss your chance to save up to $20 on selected hats and apparel. Go Head to unparalleledpw.com now to check out Unparalleled's latest sale. All right. So Dustin and Lundy, again, it's it's 4-3 for Walsh. So this could be it. Uh, maybe hopefully I can force a game nine, but it's all you guys now. Go ahead. All right. So tonight... We try to think outside the box a little bit of what we've done in the past. So we're doing a Price is Right game, okay? So Price is Right rules, you can't go over. It's a little bit of math. It includes some of our sponsors and some Red Deer Tourism partners. Um, So you're going to have about, what do we think, 30 seconds to to answer every question. And obviously, if you both go over, it's just zero points. We'll move on to the next question. Ten questions. we got a tiebreaker if there's a tie. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if Walshie can close her out tonight. So, Lundy, why don't you kick us off? All right. Thank you very much, Dustin. Uh, first <laughs> off, we're going to we're gonna stop at the lovely Cilantro and Chive location. You're going out for dinner there. You are ordering the Canadian Smash Burger. And you're also wanting to party a little bit, so you get three hazy blonde ales. And you had good service, so you're tipping 20%. What is the total of your bill? You're doing long division? Accountants can't add anything without a calculator. I said seventy dollars. Forty-five. The total comes to fifty-four thirteen. Oh, so Kevin, Kevin Walsh with uh, three. Oh, well, that's good. That's a good bang for your buck. Head to cilantro. Yeah, it's way cheaper than you thought, Ted. Well, yeah. Wait, how much are the beers? <laughs> oh, I tipped forty. I tipped forty percent because I enjoyed my service so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to yeah. be a fun game. 60, 60 would have been... Okay, so one, not, bucks, you know, one nothing, 60, Kev. Yeah. All right, so we had a great night at Cilantro. We want to keep the party going, but we're at our house. Use the DoorTender app. <laughs> this is like a choose-your-own-adventure. So we're going to order two cases of treble tea, 12 packs. We're going to include GST in that. We're going to use the Oh Dear Summer Code, and we're going to add a $5 tip. What's our total? I'm at a disadvantage because I think Ted I just ordered, ordered the trouble tea. Yeah. <laughs> he knows exactly what it costs. You bastards. Yeah, I said $53. I said $40. Okay, it's going to come to $60.08. All right, you guys drank all that beer at home, but you still want to keep partying. Of course, it's Tuesday night. Let's go out to Troubled Monk and keep drinking. You're going to get two daycation loggers. Two juicy gossips and two troubled teas. And you're also tipping 20% because they too had great service. Okay, so 20% is not 40. $51. $40. And I went went down to 51 too. I saw you. I was wondering how long you drop 50. Yeah. Okay, so two on Kev. So we hit cilantro. We went out a day party at Ryan's house, ordered door tender. We headed to the Trouble Monk. Now we're going to the first ever Black Falls Bulldogs game. I mean, I'm already in this day for like 200 bucks. I'm never getting out of London's basement. If this is- <laughs> oh, we bought two adult season tickets. No GST. What do you pay? 2100 I said I paid $1 for it. 
Because <laughs> I know a guy. Seven hundred dollars. Oh, so good job, Teddy. Oh, They're only well. three fifty a piece. I was I was gonna say nine hundred. So I'm glad I. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Smart play, hey, Teddy. That is. That's I think just, I was thinking like that VIP box. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So right. he knows he's getting the top notch. Yeah. What's uh, what's the score? Uh, two two. Two two. All right, so it's the next day. <laughs> you guys, How are we feeling? You guys, you guys Other than are, broke. You guys are feeling like crap, but nothing nothing uh, makes you feel better than that crisp Alberta air skiing down a mountain. You're going to Canyon Ski Hill, and you're bringing the family. So you're getting a full-day family pass of four, but no one owns their skis, so you got to get a rental pack for four as well. What are you paying for your family that day? What kind of a dickhead way to remind me I'm all alone, but thanks. <laughs> four? <laughs> For four, yeah. I I don't know. I said $340. I said 200 The correct answer is $265. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good deal. Some of these places, could just, deal. Yeah. Some of these places yeah. could just absolutely hose me if they say, oh, yeah, that, oh, that's 340 bucks. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. So we had such a great day on the slopes. Yeah. It's still early. So we're going to go out to Discovery Wildlife Zoo. We're going to walk with the wolves in their adventure pack with that same family of four plus GST. How much you paying? What season are we in? Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Wolves live through all seasons. I'd like to walk with the wolves, so that'd be pretty cool. Just howl with them. Howl! Oh, maybe we should start doing wolf call. You actually get that one right. And what what if you walked with the deer? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, I said $122.50. $90. The correct answer is $95 a person. So $399. Oh, Oh, Teddy. Teddy boy evens it up which at is, three. Hey, which is still reasonable. Let's, oh, let's not. Yeah, let's be honest here. Walking with the yeah. wolves is insane for a hundred bucks a person. Because it's, yeah, it's what, 20 something bucks a person to get, to get in. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. All right. You've just finished walking with the wolves and now you're hungry. So you head over to Memphis Blues and you drop the kids off at home. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Memphis. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't matter what order that happens in, but the kids are not there, and you decide to get the Memphis Feast platter, as well as two homemade lemonades. Service is great, tip 20%. What are you paying? Just regular lemonades or grown-up lemonades? Just regular. Yeah, just regular. You drank too much last night. <laughs> you, you just want regular lemonades. This is this is a meat question, Walsh. You're fucked. I know. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> Kev's erased his answer like four <laughs> times. One ten. Seventy dollars. Well, if you split the difference, you would have been correct. It's ninety-one eighty. Oh. Oh. So Teddy pulls into the lead for three. Teddy's up by one, yeah. Okay. How many questions left? Three, I think. Three, yeah. Okay. All right, so you had such a great time at Memphis Blues. You Obviously. said to hell what with time the- is it? You said that you said you Time said for the meat sweats. You said to hell with the kids. Mm-hmm. They're old enough to babysit themselves. Mm-hmm. You're heading to the Holiday Inn on Gasoline Alley. Yes. You're gonna have a nice night out with the wife. Or the girlfriend. You are gonna get the or, king suite. Or just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ted, you could just go have a jacuzzi by yourself yeah. and the king suite with yeah. the jetted tub. What are you paying? All in cost. I said 
$195 plus what I watch on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> I said $700. Oh, that's How much high. pay-per-view are you that's watching? That's, that's a little high. You can, you can get this suite for $186. Bucks, what? So. Oh, they're both too high. Yeah, oh. too high both so too you're, high. you're still down one, Ken. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you dodged a bullet. I'm sure if you offer I've them $700. Room. It's incredible. Yeah. Nice room. Remember, it would have been a, a Tuesday uh, or Tuesday or Wednesday night. Oh, so. you didn't... I didn't know it was a weeknight. Well, I just made that as one of my I was thinking it was funny like, jokes, yeah. I was thinking of like the wedding rate. That, yeah. that was... Uh, sa- I still don't think it's $700. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, we'll call it... Th- thir- that was Thursday night. So you're super relaxed from your stay at the, uh, at the hotel, and you don't want to go home and see your kids just yet. So you decide to go skydiving. You're going to... <laughs> so you don't want to see your kids ever again. You're going to <laughs> Alberta skydive. And there's two of you skydiving. You're doing tandem skydives because you, you've never skydived, skydove before. <laughs> Me and Walsh are like... You... No, you're going separately because you're going to go with oh. professional. So there's two of you. You're going for just the average skydive. There's no GST, no extra costs. Just two people skydiving. How much are you paying? Uh, yeah, I said $240. You said 400 The correct answer is... $598. So we, so we got a tie going to the last question. Wow. And I think, like, this is random that it's the last question, but I think Ted's got a slight advantage on this one. We just landed on the ground. Yippee. Let's go celebrate. Yes. We're going to Bo's Bar and Stage, baby. We're going to order four TV dinners for one, plus tax, and unbelievable service at Bo's, 20% gratuity. This is unfair for the last question. Yeah, Ted's ordered these TV dinners like yeah. times. like three times. Well, well, you can't. You just use your tiebreaker question instead to be impartial. No, the, I don't have a tiebreaker. Okay, you Mr. told yeah. us you did. I did. I did. You know how many questions about having family and like people who care about you in your life? So let's just take. Let me have this one. Okay, give me. Give me a second here. If he'd thought a little harder about the hotel room costs, yeah. he wouldn't be yeah. so worried about this so one. dollars can't afford this TV dinner. Were we getting the Roman room at the Fantasyland yeah. Hotel? Kev's never stayed at a Holiday Inn before. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. Okay, I said $75. You would not believe this. $85 on the nose. $17 a piece. Times five percent times twenty percent eighty five dollars wow. on the nose, and that ends. How did you guess that? <laughs> that was nuts. That's yeah. So we're all tied up then. No, hey? so no, it's I over. just won. It's over. Oh, you won. I just Teddy's won the whole got thing. The French oh. tips coming in. Hey, hey what a way. Yeah, that's, next time I shake your hand, I'll probably cut it. <laughs> that was a fun game, though, Lundy. <laughs> that, that was, I, that was I, good. Yeah. Hey, what good. did you? How do you think you did on that game? I did fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Ryan. Wow. I was 85 on the nose. On the yeah. nose. I can't wait for you to listen back to like six minutes of you complaining about how unfair the question was. No, I was just you trying to... You were so long we got the screensaver on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there it is. That's it. That's over. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next. I don't know if we're going to keep the verses going. Got a bit of time to think about it, but uh, good job. I kept myself alive at least to... Make it a little close. I lost the exact same amount you did. Yeah, it's not fun, is Five it? Five to three, no. Uh, but hey, anyone out there who wants to give me uh, the long fake nails, I guess let me know and we'll <laughs> we'll do it in the next couple weeks here because I, I do think it'd be funny to try and golf Yeah, in, in those. So we'll go for a round. Um, I'll get those on and I'll see book off a Saturday. So shit. How <laughs> do you lose on a TV dinner for one question? Dude, that's the worst. <laughs> Oh my God. When you wrote down 85, I was like, oh my God. 
Yeah. I, I knew he was doing I some complex low. math I did. There. I just went by like $15 instead of 17 too, just to hope that he was high. But, oh, I, well, sweet, I might do that that day when I got to get nails on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice to have the meal already cooked for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need a fork at least. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, I'm selling back scratches that day I'll, for 10 bucks each. Oh. Okay, you're not my target audience then. But let's, <laughs> uh, all right, we're running long here. We apologize. This is, uh, again, you take a break, you have a bit longer episode, but that is it. Uh, Ted versus Walsh is over, uh, unfortunately for me, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Good job. You guys, too, when we started this, London Dust, and you're like, oh, man, I don't know how we're going to think of games. You guys, the games, you if you go back, like you guys some really yeah, good a, games. That was a really great really game. Really tie into yeah, the was, podcast well too, and, yeah. and that, um, and Aaron too. Right, you did our Netflix or nonsense, the Primer Pretend, the Boy Band or Balderdash. Uh, so we'll do something like that to keep it going. I don't know if we're gonna do verses or maybe like individual challenges each episode, something like that. But uh, that's it for that, and that's pretty much it for this episode. So thank you everyone for for hanging on with us. Uh, probably a little bit longer one again. Thank you again, uh, Ryan and Riley from Communal Creative Studios by Bose. Uh, as always, we always need to get those logarithms going on our social media. So uh, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, love interacting with people on social media. So follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, all of that crap that you hear every episode, but it, it is important. Uh, it helps tell us who's listening, who's enjoying it. Uh, same thing if you're listening on a podcast app, uh, you want to give us a rating, leave a review. We would appreciate that. Uh, thank you to Beyond Insurance, our episode sponsor, and Matt Cassidy uh, for telling some <laughs> great stories there as always huge thank you to Bose Classic. Bar and Stage our presenting sponsor um, and yeah final thoughts and thank you Aaron for coming back again and hanging out on the couch hey anytime I'm I'm here hey and yeah thanks uh, thanks Ryan you did a good job <laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean the <laughs> the other Ryan I'm talking about myself yeah, when people call you Ryan <laughs> I have no clue who they're talking about oh yeah okay thanks Lundy great job <laughs> was that your final thought yeah that's it <laughs> yeah my, my final thought is you know it felt good to be back in this room at creative communal studios and that was uh, close whatever <laughs> it every time I come in here I think you said it earlier it's changed a little bit they just keep they just keep up in their game every time they come in here. So if you have, if you haven't heard of them and you have some like any media or like green screen stuff or any like podcast stuff, get at them. Cause they're awesome. They're such hard workers, but uh, you know, my final thought, honestly, I forgot about this a little earlier, a little earlier when we were talking about the fashion show, Brennan at Bose, like for as much stuff he does for us and the community and everyone else, he, uh, he ended up donating all the appetizers at our fashion show too, for the bulldogs. So that's a huge cost that uh, helped out the bottom line for our first foundation event. And God, I, I don't know if I've met a better human being community wise and, and just a great guy. So, you know, looking forward to getting back into Bose and, and, you know, buying lots of beers and, and TV dinner for one. Zay Walshie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. Uh, great episode. A uh, lot of laughs. Thanks guys. Uh, it was good to be back in the studio. Very glad to be done our competition. So I don't know yeah. what's next for this whole. Yeah, we'll think of something. Yeah, spin of the wheel. Oh, the fucking wheel. <laughs> and if you're looking for hot local singles in your area, slide into Oh Dear Podcast DMs <laughs> <laughs> and let me know where you're finding them because I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> 
But <laughs> Dustin, you mentioned just your foundation, and one thing we forgot way back again uh, with the live show. Huge thank you to Paul Peters and Jesse Tut from the Piper Creek Optimist Club too for selling fifty fifty tickets that night for probably I guess the last fundraiser Lundy is going to do as president probably when you end of September you're up here. But uh, and for everyone who bought it raised 800 a quick $800 for the club too so thank you to Paul and Jesse for that and everyone for their support there and yeah I think that's a good time to wrap up uh Lundy do you have anything witty to say to to take us out here that's it